And we are live. It's the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Episode 552. Kevin, how are you this fine, fine Monday evening? Oh, baby. Oh, Bob, Bob, baby. Bobby, baby. I couldn't be better, Bobby, baby. I love it. I love it. If you uh, watched last week, we are uh, we ended without Tony, and it looks like we're starting without Tony tonight. Uh, but he should be joining us uh, a little later in the show. We got uh, Davian. Davian, yeah. I I am going to. I must have listened to uh, an introduction of her match a dozen times today, and uh, I'm probably going to butcher her name, Davian. Uh, okay, so it is Davian. Davian, yes. Yes, very imposing, very imposing, tough woman, that Davian. Well, she took out, we were supposed to have John Alba tonight, and then I tweeted out uh, yesterday morning that he was going to join us, and then he was quick to to tell me he's on the shelf because he's a pussy. Uh, And this, oh, uh, wow. What? What? Look, man, this Davian beat the piss out of him. There's videos all over Twitter, all over Limitless Wrestling. I mean, Look, he's been beaten so bad that he can't join the Shining Wizards tonight, and I think that. All is... right, so that doesn't necessarily make him a what you said. It just I mean, it speaks to the level of intensity that our guest tonight is has and contains. Look, it ain't hard to put on the goddamn camera and come on the show and talk. All right, the not, prestige. Not if, you can't move your, not if you can't move your thumbs. What do you need? I don't need my thumbs for nothing. Yeah, you do. Two why do you think? Are... Why do you think? Why do you think God gave us thumbs, opposable ones at that, to do everything? I'm just saying, all right, the prestigious, they're out, they're done. So maybe he's a little butthurt about that. I don't know. Mm, But I said, you know what? If this guy, if just John Alba is not going to join the Shining Wizards tonight, I'm going to get the the person that put him out of commission. So I reached out to Davian yesterday, and she was so kind to join us. So she's joining us in about seven minutes. Tony's joining us in about, uh, out of mystery minutes. Who knows when Tony's going to join us. Um, But we're rocking the stream yard. Oh, shit. You know what I forgot to do, Kevin? What's that? I forgot to hit uh, the rant. Oh, no. It's okay. No one listens on the rant anyway. I know. I know. But it's out there. Let me just... uh, Where's the button to make it go live on the Ladio cast? This is is what we call the soft open. All right. There we go. That's live now. All right. Now we're live on the rant. And hopefully you're listening to this on the rant or podcast form or wherever you get your Shining Wizard Wrestling podcast. But we have this great new stream yard. So right now, Kevin, check this shit out. All we're right. on Facebook. Oh. We're on YouTube. That's we're on right. Twitch. And we're yeah. on Twitter machine. Oh, the four basic food groups. And we're on the media. rant. But and why, the rant. Why yeah, wouldn't you want to look at our, our, I mean, my ugly mug. I think I get worse every week. I really should have trimmed my beard. Mm. I, I did, actually. So I shaped it up a little bit. Did you? You look good. See, I feel like I look like a wreck. No, dude, I've had a rough weekend, so I probably look like crap, too. <laughs> oh, no. Well, we, you know what? We we'll will talk about that. We're going to talk about our weekends. I went to uh, the AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. There was a pay-per-view last night. And if you are a fan of the Shining Wizards and you know about our pick segment, then you clearly know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Um and I watched MLW today. MLW's back, Kevin. Finally, I've been asking for it for fucking weeks now. Must be so happy. Uh, you know what? I was actually happy to be able to watch wrestling. I watched MLW. I watched Ring of Honor. I rewatched Kenny Omega, uh, Brian Danielson. What do you got there? Is that a Shane Helms t-shirt? I should have done that. I should have done that. 
Oh yeah. So I'm super excited. There's so I much wrestling. Have to talk Kenny about. And... Should you? You should. All right, we're gonna cover all that in yeah. next. We didn't get to it. What happened? You okay over there, Kev? Concerning. Okay. All right. We're going to go. We're going. We're going. And when we come back, we're going to talk to our guest, Davian, and we're going to talk Shining Wizards Wrestling and all that fun stuff. Hold on. I'm going to cue all this nonsense up now. All right. Ready, Kevin? We're going to be back after this. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. And motherfucking shining wizards. This is Notorious 27, the Brooklyn Bruiser, repping the 718 homicide. And you're listening to the shining wizard. It is Monday night, and you know what that means. It's the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast, where, of course, it is wrestling talk. Talk about the wrestling, people. All about the wrestling. So, Kev, in the, in the cold open, you said it's been a week. Do you care, uh, you care to share with us? You, you care to let us know uh, what's got you down and how uh, relieved you are to be sitting in front of this beautiful camera talking about some wrestling Wait, what did I say? It's it's been a week. What, what did I say? It's been a weekend for you. You said. Oh yeah, I just had a I had a, a charity event yesterday, and it was got really out of hand. So I was very very tired this morning, and still I'm feeling the effects of it. Ah, the what was the charity? It was uh my buddy Sean who had passed away about God maybe five years ago, uh, and every year we do a charity softball tournament for him. But this year we couldn't get the field, so they did it to like it's usually like ten or twelve teams, but they did it now to just four teams in the morning, and then we went to Oak Barrel, a uh, great bar in West Orange, at like noon, and stayed there till the wee hours. Oh, so, nice! Yeah, it was great. They raffled off some great uh, cornhole custom cornhole boards, uh, a lot of a lot of money put away for his kids and uh, and his and his wife. So it was uh, it was a good time. Good time. Good, good good time for a good cause. A lot of beers flowing, a lot of shots flowing. Oofa. Uh. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like the charity, though. That's good stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. And then I stayed in Saturday night just to prepare for Sunday. And 25-year-old Kevin would have never done that. 25-year-old Kevin would have gone out Saturday night 
and still got out Sunday, but not so much anymore. 38 year old Kevin is a completely different species as I sucked down a white claw. It's hair of the dog, my friend. You can't burn the candle on both ends, though. You got to be careful. No, I'm all right. I'll be good. That's what I like to hear. That's right. What about you? Uh, I worked. I I fucking was off Wednesday for uh, for AEW Dynamite, and then then I had to work like Thursday afternoon and Thursday night in the rain, and it's just once I get a day off, I can never catch up. So it was it's been hella hella week, but uh, we're here. It's Monday night, and our guest as she's arrived, I'm gonna add her to the stream, and I'm instantly going to butcher her name. So let's just get this out of the way now. Then she can hang up on us and go about her uh, her daily day. But we got uh, Davian. Did I say that right? You are so close. Damn it! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So close. It's Davian. Davian. Yes, right. but you were like probably one of the closest that anybody's been able to guess. If you had to guess how many times I listened to one of your ring entrances today, just to make sure I got it right, how many times do you think I listened? 25. Pretty close, actually. <laughs> the, the match against uh, uh, the Sea Stars, uh, Demi, uh, has an extra 20 views on it today because I watched that intro 20 times. Uh, because the English language is a son of a bitch with me. So I had to make sure I got that right. But but this is amazing. You are the chaotic heavyweight champion. You just yeah. you put our guest tonight out to pasture, John Alba. He's he's got uh, excuse my language, he's a pussy and he couldn't join us tonight. Period. And, he, and you Period. smashed him up. I saw all the damage you guys did to him at Limitless Wrestling. The prestigious is no more. Uh, or at least John Alba's no more in limitless wrestling. Limitless wrestling. See, there mm-hmm. we go. There we go. That English son of a bitch. But how are you? I am very, very tired. Um, but we are living. I'm gonna put a smile on my face and keep on going. Um, but I'm very happy that John Alba is uh is removed from my life. So let me let me ask you this. You mentioned Matt butchered your name, kind of. Um. So, so how many shows have you done where like the ring announcer would like go up to you and be like, all right, I need to know how to pronounce this and then still get it wrong. So many, (laughs) so many. And like for a while I'd be like, I'm a heel. So I'll just yell at them and you know, it's fine. Um, But then it just kind of, it kind of gets annoying um, a little bit because it's like, I I try every single way to like make it easy to pronounce and like so Damian is my real name like it's not just a wrestling thing that I came up with it's my real name so this is like legitimate every day of my life that people don't get it right <laughs> so especially when it's being announced to a crowd I'm like can you can you just get it right like I, I I'm like like day the letter V and the letter N. Yeah. And they'll like write it down and then like get nervous in the ring and like say it wrong still. And you have to there almost you like go. you have to like spell it out for them and like spell it out phonetically for them because Yeah. Because like I'm like I, I do stand up comedy and it's always it, my name my last name is right there Garifo but it always yep. gets butchered like Garifo Garifo and I tell them I write it down phonetically for them G A R E E F O and it, and yeah. it just 
it's the it's the worst thing in the world because that's like your profession. That's it's, what you do. Yeah. And it's so hard to announce from Worcester, Massachusetts. And it's like Worcester, Worcester. And I'm like, oh gosh, I have the worst intro. <laughs> uh, at least you don't have the terrible Massachusetts accent. It, it does come out sometimes, like certain words, but I try really hard. Like if I talk really fast, like that, if I talk really fast, um, it will slip out. But um, I'm from central Massachusetts, so it's very much like more rural and we don't we don't have a lot of accents here. But I do sometimes get a little a little tone, but I try not to. <laughs> yeah, I was actually just up in uh, up in Saugus, Massachusetts, right outside. OK, uh, yeah. Right outside Boston. And I'm you know, we're from Jersey. Like so we're like New Jersey, New York accents. We get that. Mm-hmm. And I went up there and I was like, oh, my God, this accent is real and it is terrifying. Yeah, Poxicon, having Yad. Yeah, like all like the waiters and the waitresses and the bartenders and the hostess and every like the hotel. Like, I can't. I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> no, so offense. Meant, no offense, none taken. I'm not offended. It's we got apparently we have a terrible Jersey accent, but we don't know it because we only we're Jersey people. I don't think Jersey people have accents, but okay. Uh, look, I interviewed Matt Cross once, and when we were done with the interview, he was like, you're from Jersey. And I was like, how the fuck did you know that? He's like, oh, you have an accent. I'm like, I don't have an accent, dude. He's like, no, you do. I heard it. And I was like, all right, I it's guess It's like so. when people say, I have an accent. I'm like, I don't have an accent. And it's like, I get to a lot of a lot of times with people from New Jersey, and I'm like, I don't have an accent. But I also don't really fit. Like, I think there are, like, some words that I'm like, okay, it sounds a little New Jersey. Because I'm a lot, I'm around a lot of people from New Jersey, but I don't really notice like a distinct Jersey accent. It's it's so weird because there's such a negative connotation on the word accent. That's just that's like how you're brought up. There's nothing. It's, you can, talk, it's just the way you talk. It's just the way. There's nothing you can do about it. So when everyone puts that like modifier in front of it, like oh, you have a New Jersey accent or you have a Boston accent, it's immediately perceived as something negative. Where at the end of the day. That's just how you talk. That's just the way it is. Like you're conditioned. Yeah. yeah. So weird. Like, is what it is, man. <laughs> so you, you mentioned you're tired. You had a busy weekend. You were in Limitless. I know you were down in Jersey yesterday. Um, yes. The north the northeast is kind to you though. You are a staple at a ton, a ton yes. of, of promotions here on the, the east coast. Um, is it safe? To, is it chaotic or limitless? Which one are you calling home? Um, I think they're both equally my home. Um, chaotic, I would say a little bit more just because that's where I trained. Um, and, you know, where I still train. Um, but Limitless really, like, I wanted to be a part of Limitless Wrestling for a very, very long time. And um, I had, you know, had a couple shows here and there their first few years. And would just go, like, sit in the crowd and, like, want to be on those shows and want to be good enough. And then, you know, the pandemic happened and uh, we were doing the road tapings and I kind of really, like, found my groove in Limitless. And they welcomed me with open arms. Um, And so it's such a wonderful locker room. It's such a wonderful fan base. Um, Between Chaotic and Limitless, I'm spoiled. I love them so much. They both feel like home. (laughs) That's a wonderful thing. And you mentioned you hit your stride. You're doing wonderful things. I know you beat Alley Catch at 
Limitless Vacation Land uh, Cup in August. Uh, I know you beat uh, Kennedy Coop, uh, Copeland at the Masha Slamovich Borch at the beach. Um, and you're just, and then JT Dunn for that chaotic heavyweight title. You are just rolling now uh, on the banner here. And I don't know if you can see it because you're on your phone, but there's a banner of your upcoming events. Um, oh, I October, do 8th, October 8th, Chaotic Wrestling, a haunting in Tewksbury. I couldn't find who you were defending your title against yet. Uh, has that been announced? It is uh, round two with Anthony Green. Who just won the Limitless title from Daniel Garcia. He sure, he sure did. Are we going title for title here? Um, I don't believe so. Um, I would love to do a title for title match. Um, but I think it's only fair that um, at the our September show for Chaotic Wrestling, I was originally scheduled to wrestle Paul London, and he uh, he was injured filming his movie. Um, and so he couldn't make it, and then... Anthony Green beat, beat JT Dunn earlier in the night, and I was like, well, you get your title shot right now. Um, and I won. I beat Anthony in the, uh, you know, in his second match of the night, and I think Anthony deserves to be at 100%. Uh, I want Anthony at 100% uh, when I wrestle him, and I'm, so I'm putting the title on the line again. Um, so I don't think we'll, – we'll see uh, if I can win the Limitless title from him at a Limitless show. So, so- – <laughs> So you just named like three of like probably like two of like my favorite people and like one guy who I've been a fan of forever. Paul London is a guy that I've been a fan of forever. And and JT Dunn is very close to holding the record of guest appearances on the show. And uh and AG is just one of the best ever. What 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 is what do those three three guys specifically mean to you, especially maybe especially maybe like JT? Um JT is somebody who was very unexpected, I guess, in my career. Um, I We have been wrestling around the same amount of time. Like, he started and took a break to do other, like, play football and stuff. And then, like, he really hit his stride um, around the time that I first started training. Right. Um, JT saw something in me that I didn't. And he really like took me under his wing um, that I'm super grateful for. Um, and we, and we started tagging together and it was probably like some of the favorite moments of, um, of my career. Um, and then when, uh, you know, our story turned into him turning on me, um, we just had this insane chemistry um, and these, crazy matches that like I love so much um I learned so much from him he's done so much for me um in the past you know two three years um that you know storyline wise I hate his guts but I'm so grateful for him because and Anthony because those two um never gave up on me even when I had given up on me um I've been pretty vocal recently around uh you know June of last year I had decided to quit wrestling um and Anthony and JT were both very very supportive um but Anthony just kind of kept dragging me to training and I was like I don't wrestle anymore like why am I going to training um and he was like no like you need to go you need to go um and then I just you know 
fell in love with wrestling again. I got out of my funk and, and those two really like, they never gave up on me. They saw something in me that I didn't. Um, and now that I kind of realize it, um, I am, I'm putting out the best work that I have in eight years. And, uh, you know, other people are, are starting to, I guess, catch on, uh, because, uh, because I believe in myself now. <laughs> Uh, rightfully so. I mean, you've been killing it. And I forgot to mention AEW Dark 2 at the beginning of the year. Um, you were there. Oh, look, and then there's that message from Kate. Um, a little a little bit of backstory for people who aren't familiar with, with the story from this weekend, Limitless Wrestling. It was uh, your team of uh, Becca 3, or excuse me, Becca and the C-Stars against the Presti- uh, Prestigious. And if you won, John Alba's out till the end of 2021. If his team won the prestigious, you had to join and you had some very choice words on Fightful. You want, you couldn't wait to punch him in the face. Uh, and the video's out there now. I mean, we all know the result because John is not here. He can't defend himself. And to be honest, after watching the video, it looked like he couldn't defend himself to begin with. Um, he's out through 2021. Now, is the plan for you to get rid of the rest of prestigious or are you just good with them without John? I'm good with them. Um, you know, they ended up with scrunchies in their hair. They looked adorable. I was like, oh, you guys should just stay like this. Um, John's gone. Thank goodness. Um, hopefully we can extend that band into 2022. Um, but I'll have to talk to Limitless about that. Um, I have, I have bigger fish to fry than prestigious. I want the Limitless Wrestling World Championship. I made that very clear. John kind of steered me off track, but now we're getting back on that track. I turn my mic on. Perfect. Ten years in November. I forgot to turn my mic back on. Um, <laughs> so, are you essentially throwing the, the the challenge down for Jan for Daniel Garcia here? Or excuse well, me, I mean, oh my God! Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I've been you know saying Dan Garcia for a while, and I'm like, yeah, I want to wrestle Dan Garcia. I still would like to wrestle Dan Garcia. He doesn't have a title, but I would like to wrestle him. Um, but yeah, Ag better watch out. <laughs> when did when did so obviously it's 2021, but some people still are not comfortable with the inner inner gender wrestling. When did you decide like, fuck this noise. I'm a wrestler. I'm wrestling whomever, whenever. So it was kind of difficult for me. Cause like, um, when I first started training, I only wrestled guys for six years. I was the only female student at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. So if I couldn't wrestle guys at training, like, I wouldn't have been trained. Um, so it was always something I was just very comfortable with. And I would have intergender match- matches sporadically. And I didn't even, like, think of – I didn't even, like, bat an eyelash at it. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm just wrestling the guy that I that I know, that I train with. Um, so it wasn't anything, like, I was weirded out about, I guess. Um, and then, I guess, people just – really started to enjoy me being in intergender matches um I think um I'm trying to think of like one of the first ones that like kind of got some steam um but yeah it, it all it kind of started chaotic um they did a show Wrestlemania weekend in Rahway New Jersey and um and JT Dunn couldn't make it so they rearranged the card and I happened to just be there trying to get a ride home to Massachusetts. 
And they're like, hey, you want to wrestle AG? And I was like, sure. So then, you know, it always comes back to Anthony. Always comes back to Anthony. Uh, he's such a staple in my career. But yeah, that's kind of like what started, um, you know, intergender coming to chaotic wrestling. And then it just, I don't like, there are really talented men in New England and I mean, all over the world, all over the country. So like, I'm a really good wrestler too. So why shouldn't I be able to wrestle them? You know, that's, that's my take on it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And trained by Brian Fury, um, who is notorious in, in Massachusetts as being one of the, the best trainers in wrestling. Um, I found something interesting when I was doing some research on you, your first match was at the Manhattan center during WrestleMania weekend for ring of honor. How unbelievably nerve wracking was that for you? It was horrifying. It was absolutely <laughs> horrifying. I was 18 years old. Um, and I was very, 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 very shy. And I'm in a locker room with Rhino and Matt Hardy and Davey Richards. Meanwhile, my nickname is Davey. And they're like, Davey, Davey, Davey. And I'm like, they're not talking about me. They're definitely not talking about me because they have no idea who the hell I am. Um, and there was like four tapings. And I was second to last in the last tapings. I was like sitting there all day just like panicking. Um, and then it was like 30 seconds and it was over. Um, but it was great. Like it was so wild. Like who gets to say that that's their first match? <laughs> I thought that was great. Great. That's a crazy introduction into the, in the professional wrestling world, uh, especially during such a huge weekend here in the New York, New Jersey area. Um, excuse me. Uh, I saw you worked, uh, Stan Styles' creamiest birthday. Is he not one of the most exciting characters on the independent wrestling scene? He's wild. He is so wild. He is. Every single time I look at Stan Styles, I'm like, how are you real? <laughs> like, how are you a real person? He's like a cartoon. Literally. <laughs> Literally. And I, and I mean like, that with all due respect. I, I like, I like oh, Styles. absolutely. I saw yeah, him yeah. yesterday and I was like, Every single time I look at him, I'm like, what an interesting individual. It's the professional wrestling. For someone who eats as much whipped cream as he does, he should look like me. It's, it's fucking disgusting. He came to he came up to our studio a couple of years ago when he first started doing the the Stan Styles uh intergender bashes. Uh and he brought like four cans of whipped cream and he's just like Sucking down whipped cream. I'm like, dude, what are you? What are you doing? You look like a. Monster. I don't know how he doesn't get sick. It's like that would good. make me sick, but teach their own, right? Teach their own. So for those of you watching on Facebook and Twitter and Twitch and YouTube, you're in what parking lot are you in? Because you are in your car. I just gotta know. <laughs> I'm in a big Y parking lot. What's a big um, Y? Oh my god, you guys don't have big Ys? No, I have it's a grocery it's a grocery store. We have a, we have ShopRite, we have Stop and Shop, we have Wegmans. Oh. Uh yeah, I'm in the big Y. It's a grocery store. Um parking lot because I just went and got my eyelashes done. At the um, supermarket? Oh, oh yeah, you see these bad boys? Ooh. Wait, 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 wait. You got your you got your eyelashes done at the supermarket? No, it's next door, and I needed dinner. 
but uh-huh. I didn't have time to go home gotcha. before I, I would be late for you guys. So I was like, I'll just chill in the parking lot. <laughs> I just ha- I just had to check because I want to know the big why they probably they serve a lot of masters there, I guess. <laughs> Getting your eyelashes done at the at the supermarket. That'd be, that'd be incredible. Yeah, no, I'm, it would be great if I could get my eyelashes done at the supermarket, but no, they're just I, right next door. <laughs> I, I think I, I I think I draw the line at pedicures though. I don't think I need pedicures going on in the supermarket. You know, it's gross. Yeah, exactly. Uh, pedicures at the supermarket are gross or pedicures are gross no no at the super i have nothing against i mean i hate feet but i have nothing against pedicures that's what you want to do knock yourself out okay let me ask you this question though because there's a wall a walmart by me that has the little nail place as soon as you walk inside right next to the subway so they're definitely doing pedicures in there i can't speak to this it's like a super Walmart. It's the best. Look, I will they never do die. that at my Walmart too. They do the nails at Walmart. What is the what does the Y stand for in the big Y? I would love to answer that question for you, but I don't know. Hmm. What uh, more annoying questions from Matt? What did you decide to get for dinner? Um, I got chicken noodle soup and Italian wedding soup. Um, because both myself and my roommate have colds. Uh oh. Um, we're we're COVID negative. We're COVID negative. We already got tested, but um, I slept for all of about two hours the past two weekends. Um, so it has finally hit us that we're past the point of exhaustion. Um, and we we got uh colds so. So it's soup for dinner. I had soup for dinner last night. Soup for soup for dinner. <laughs> I like soup. Soup season. Which so are so one is for you and one is for your roommate. Yes. Which soup is yours? Can we guess? Uh yeah, go for it. Italian wedding soup. Yeah. Yes. All right, but you said the chicken soup first, though. So, so big Y is cool, right? It has um like hot soups already ready um and they only had chicken noodle as a hot soup so then i got the uh the italian weddings they're pre-made they're cold so we're gonna have to heat them up but yeah so so, so you I'm have gonna, I'm gonna be- you have your roommate's hot soup in the car right now yep oh uh-oh well, tell, be your, fine. tell your roommate we're sorry <laughs> he'll be fine he said he was going to DoorDash Applebee's too because yeah. he's hungry. Gross. Applebee's. Gross. I worked at I worked at an Applebee's for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Applebee's is great. Look, it's a lot different. When I used to work there, everything went in the microwave. Uh, that's not. I don't think that's. I the mean, case. I believe it. I mean, that was like twenty years ago. So they don't do that anymore. <laughs> When you were going to do a podcast where you put John Alba out of Limitless till the end of the year, did you think you'd be talking about the big Y and soup? Um, no, but I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate well, look, like, we don't I, talk do- about, I talk about wrestling all the time, you guys. Somebody wants to know what I mean for dinner? Sure, I'll tell you. You watching? All right, you watching any anything interesting on the TV box? Um, 
I just started watching Heels, um, which wrestling. I very much enjoy. All right. the, the wrestling show. Um, I'm a very uh, and then all of like my shows have now started to come back. So I really like um like the Chicago trilogies, like Chicago Fire, PD, and Med. Um I like I like like mainstream like dramas and stuff. Um, like I, there's I I caught up on uh, SVU and, and uh, organized crime. Yesterday. Nice. So I'm into nice. those. Uh, yeah. And then I and so I just I, started I like watching that. Breaking Bad. See, I like got through like season two of Breaking Bad and I quit. I was like, I don't like this. Oh wow. What didn't you See, like? Okay, I'm also I'm the worst. I'm the worst TV watcher. I put it on, and I do ten thousand other things. So I listen to oh. it in the background, but I don't actually like pay attention. So then I'm like. 10 episodes deep and I'm like what happened yeah and so I can't watch like complicated TV I have to watch stupid TV where I don't actually have to like pay attention to it fair enough, fair enough. I'm watching it I'm watching a documentary now about a uh, leggings pyramid scheme hmm. I don't know what Lou Lou, Lou LaRoe is but it's apparently a very oh very... I have heard of that so my wife made me watch this documentary like it's fascinating how dumb people are white people uh with their goddamn fucking stretchy pants it's unbelievable might want to keep that to yourself no these people were giving this company like nine grand and you get this startup set of leggings and you're responsible for selling it and if you didn't sell it then you you didn't make no money it was it's crazy it's a crazy good documentary yeah but you got a whole lot of leggings yeah, but then it started. They got too big for their own britches. They started leaving the leggings out in the sun and in the rain, and then they were just sending people stinky, moldy, disgusting leggings. And then mm. these poor people, they paid for it. They ate it. They had to sell it, uh, or they had to keep the stinky. One lady said, "I told them I got stinky leggings," and they said, "Put it in the freezer. That'll get so, rid of them." So instead of leggings, they got schmageggings. <laughs> oh God! Oof, woof! Yikes! Oh, that. that's what you get here on the shoddy wizard. I, I love that. <laughs> Someone has to. Uh, <laughs> how did you become not America's sweetheart? Um, there is an L King song called America's Sweetheart. Um, and the lyrics just kind of really related to me. And it's like the chorus is like, I'm not America's sweetheart. So I was like, I like that. And I ran it by my trainer, and he was like, yeah, that's cool. And so I stole it. I like it. I like Not America's Sweetheart. What's your favorite venue in the Northeast to wrestle at? Ooh. I don't know. That's a great question. You know, I always ask me this. I'm like, where are the venues you like to wrestle at? I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't even like – it like becomes a blur. Um – you know, I feel like Electric Haze was really cool where Beyond used to run. Um, and it was 15 minutes from my house. So that was awesome. There you go. Have you ever had a grilled cheese from the uh, Drew Cordero food truck? No. Oh, my God. I see. I <laughs> well, I figured Massachusetts Beyond. It's worth asking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I've never, I've never gone to the, the food truck. I can't eat before I wrestle. Um, it's just a, you know, a thing. I is get it like really... 
Is it like you'll throw up thing or you poop your pants? Thing? Yeah, it's just like a nervousness thing. Okay. I'll throw up if I eat. Really? Um. So, yeah, I've never. And then the, the trucks usually close down by the show's over. And, like, you know, I want to get paid and go home and go to bed. So I've never, whenever went to the truck. God dang. Yeah. I guess that's good that you still get nervous before you get in the ring, right? Oh, yeah. I freak out. What do you mean, like, freak out? Like, like you get real panicky. And then I go out, and it's gone. And I was like, oh, okay. As soon as you go through the curtain. Yeah, pretty much. Other times, I'll be, like, really strangely calm. Um, and, and it's just kind of like, then the light switch. Like, people are like, how do you know it's, like, chill? I'm like, I don't know. Just chilling. And then the light switch goes on when you go through the curtain, and it's just, like, there. Um, but there's, it'll always be like something stupid, like, like a run-in. I don't have a whole match to think about and I freak, like my heart is like racing and I'm going to ruin the one spot. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Been there. <laughs> very interesting. What does the future now? We know you're the chaotic wrestling champion. We know Anthony Green and you have a date, uh, October 8th, the second round at chaotic wrestling's. Um, haunting in Tewksbury. Did I yes. say that right? Tewksbury? Yes. Uh, and Tewksbury, then October, yeah. October 15th, Limitless Wrestling, Dancing on Thin Ice. Um, do we know what we're doing there yet? I couldn't find any upcoming matches, just events, and I don't want to... Uh, maybe we let the cat out of the bag. No, I don't know who I'm wrestling at Limitless yet, um, which is um, annoying, because I want to know. Um, <laughs> doesn't seem like too much to ask right <laughs> no i'm like tell me um actually they might not even know um but yeah i don't i don't know what i'll be doing up in herman um hopefully it gets announced before uh the 15th uh and i can know and everybody can know i would hope so and then october 22nd pro wrestling grind you're wrestling becca uh and that seems yes. to be that's a nice little feud it seems like you guys are friends frenemies is that a thing frenemies no, no, she is my bestie that I absolutely adore. Um, and we just, you know, sometimes you just got to fight your friends because it's fun and we have a blast doing it. What's the, uh, who's on the short list for you that you'd love to get in the ring with, especially since it seems like uh, so many talented people are becoming available every couple months? So... I don't want to jinx it because the last few people um, I've said I wanted to wrestle have gotten um, injured. Um, so <laughs> I'm like, oh, I should just stop uh, asking for people to wrestle. Um, but, you know, Paul London was a big one. Sammy Callahan was a big one. Um, I would love to wrestle Dan Garcia. That has always been on my list. Um, 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 oh, my God. Why am I blinking? Um, I literally just had the name on the tip of my tongue. Wow, I am stupid. Uh, JD Drake, another oh, nice. one. Uh, he would kick my ass. Um, he's oh my gosh. Um, but that would be a challenge. Um, I don't know if Eddie Edwards would ever do an intergender match, but that's also a dream match of mine. Nice, real, real yes. quick. Uh, Kate in the group asks, Ivan, because I know you're on your phone, so you might not be able to see this completely. I have an important question. Did John Alba make a crunch sound when she beat his ass? Um, John's whole body, like, 
just made a lot of noises that uh, a human shouldn't make. Um, I, if you could see in the video when I he take when I Davy end his life, um, I'm actually maniacally laughing after I see it. Like it's horrifying. I was cackling like a hyena in the ring because it was just so funny. He flew. Nice. He's not. He's not a very big man. What did you? I mean, no. Well, I. Th- no, I he's ha- not. I met him a couple weeks ago, and I told him he looked like Zach Braff. I had also had like six double Jack and Cokes in like an hour and a half, so I was not in a good space. Maybe, um, maybe that's why he canceled. No, because I like apologized <laughs> later that night. I was like, "Hey, like I'm usually not six double Jack and Cokes in in ninety minutes, but uh, it was a celebration, bitches." That's right. Canceled because he got his. <laughs> yeah. Can't pick up his goddamn phone and do the show. So I think I, you know what. With all due respect to John Alba, I think we upgraded. We got champion on the show. I feel like I'm a way better guest than John, but I, we may never know. John never may come back on the show after he hears this. If he hears this, who knows? Mm. And I'm okay. You know what? I'm okay with that because I think it's a I sad, like... sad day, huh? No, not at all. I like you more. <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't more, sense the sarcasm <laughs> you have more upside for you <laughs> so I mean then when you make it big we can just add you to the list of amazing guests we've had on our show absolutely uh, I know you don't feel good I know you're in the big Y parking lot your social media is at uh, Davian on Twitter Davian underscore on Instagram ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Davian underscore if you want to grab a t-shirt uh, and support the champ uh, Chaotic Wrestling champ uh, she's also uh, she held the WSU Spirit Championship for 608 days that's a that's a super long reign and almost a year with JT Dunn as the tag team champion so Mm-hmm. He's doing unbelievable things. And Anthony Green uh, at Chaotic, October 8th. Uh, Limitless Wrestling, October 15th. October 22nd uh, is Grand. I have it right in front of me. I don't know why I'm looking. Pro Wrestling Grind. Uh, she's taking on Becca. Uh, Davian, I know you don't feel good, and we want to get you home. We want to get you your wedding soup. Uh, get <laughs> you in your, in your pajamas so you can watch, uh, I don't know, some Chicago something. <laughs> Uh, and and you can Thank rest you. up. That's the life of a champion. Uh, you got to be ready to defend that title at any time. Anything you want to leave the fans with before we let you go? I just want to thank uh, anybody tuning in. Love me or hate me. Um, thank you guys. I'm you know just a a girl who wanted to be a wrestler since they were eleven. So thanks for coming along for the ride. <laughs> well, thank you for letting us be a part of this ride, and we look forward to more. Uh, excellent matches, championship titles, and hopefully you can come back and join us. Maybe we can get you to do a run-in if uh, John Alba ever does the show. Yeah, if John's ever not scared enough, I would love to. I mean, if he really thinks you can jump through the screen like a horror film, then he'll probably (laughs) run away, but I think that would be fun to have you uh, put John back in his place if he ever comes back on the show. I would love that. Davey, and we love you. You're fantastic. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. Sorry you had to do this interview from your car. We <laughs> we pretty, look that you're a true professional. We respect the fact that you knew if you tried to get home, you would not. I, I would be late. I didn't want to be late. We appreciate that. You're a true professional. Of course. Thank you, guys. 
thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your night. Feel better. We will talk thank soon. You. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you. The champion, Davian of uh, Chaotic Wrestling. Check him out October 8th, A Haunting in Tewksbury. October 15th, Limitless Wrestling Dancing on Thin Ice. October 22nd, Pro Wrestling Grind versus Becca. Fun chat. Yeah. I love when I ask uncomfortable questions and your reaction is fantastic. Like I asked her if it makes her sick or makes her poop her pants. Yeah, that one was, I would have left that. I would have left that one alone to be honest with you. Well, everyone gets their nerves different. Some people poop their pants. I know you, I know how you operate. What's wrong, Kevin? Ah, you know, Wi-Fi, okay. as always. Fucking terrible. I'm sorry. It's all right. I'm sorry. It's okay. We got to get you to, uh, we got to get you one of them Ethernet cables so you can plug directly into your router. I, I looked into, well, the, the router, that's the, that's the problem. The router's so far away. So, so far away. So I, I looked into those Mifi things you were talking about. But ah, not, the old Mifi. Yeah, but they're not cheap. So we'll have to see. Not cheapski at all. Kevin, we got a full show. That's all right. right. Where do you want to go? What do you want to start with, big guy? Do you want to do like do you want to go chronologically or do you want to start with like the like the top what 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 would you say is the lead of oh, the Jesus week? Christ, what's the lead of the week? Because chronologically doesn't always work out. I feel like we gotta go with the most important hit. Can I tell you what I think the most important hit is? Yes. And it might not be for everyone else, but to me. It was homicide showing up at AEW Rampage. Really, you thought that was the biggest news of the week? I don't know if it's the biggest news, but it it left the biggest imprint on me. Like, like what happened? Like, is is homicide? With is he? Is this another Forbidden Door thing? Does he not have a contract with Ring of Honor? Is he AEW signed? Was this a one time deal? Like, what's the deal with that? Uh, I think it might have been just a one time deal. To be, I mean, they're in New York. Um, the tie-in with Eddie Kingston, uh, I think it was just a feel-good moment. And then, of course, really, but they didn't really do much with it afterwards. Like they didn't. There was no like big like huggies, like huggy celebration. There was no real like. I mean, they did it in the corner. I get that, but like they didn't do like a whole like three arm raise. Like, what does this mean? They were trying to rush it out. It seemed like yeah, they me. were. So, so uh, I was at Grand Slam, so I don't That's know right. if it made uh, Rampage they were trying to wrap Eddie Kingston up and I don't know if it made air and Eddie Kingston's like, I don't give a fuck. Mike I'm in here with homicide. He's my mentor. He saved my life. Like they had a big hug. They were sharing beers that may have gone. That may have not been off the air. That that was, that was off the air. That was not on rampage. So they had that big moment afterwards for the live crowd. You know what it meant for Eddie Kingston to be wrestling in Queens. Uh, He said, and and I didn't not get to watch rampage Friday night because I worked, but uh, he said, you know, we put the flag in in the sand, and now all these guys that showed up helped us put the flag in cement. And AEW owns New York now. Uh, it was a fucking unbelievable, um, unbelievable moment and an unbelievable night. Fucking Grand Slam was. Yeah, Ooh. I gotta see if I can find that the post show on YouTube. I probably probably could have already done it. But... It was like the Eddie Kingston stuff. Yeah, it might it might be out there. I'm sure there's some fan fan footage of it somewhere out there. Yeah, but I, that, to me, that was like, 
I mean, obviously, we had like the match of the century with Daniel Bryan and, and Kenny Omega oh. on, on Dynamite. Like, I mean, like, I mean, did we really expect anything less from those two? Like, but it was like to me, like it. I was babysitting. I was like trying to like the very last minute to go to the show, like to to literally try to go, but like I couldn't, like, not babysit the nieces, even though they were asleep the entire time. But had to be there to make sure they were okay. But anyway, I watched it. Had a nice white claw in a koozie, watching watching AEW Dynamite, which is is slowly creeping up on my favorite show on all of television to watch. It's that freaking good, and they give me Kenny Omega and Daniel Brian Danielson to start the show, baby. Like like Davian said, I'm here for it. Yeah, it was uh. It was an unbelievable, unbelievable atmosphere. Yeah. Um, I and got also- there nice. I got there nice and early because I'm a psychopath. Yes. You got what time did you get there? Uh, we met at my house at one o'clock. Uh, I had. I was up at. I was. Here's. Here's the. This. The. I mean, you know, because you're my friend. So, right. for those of you out there who aren't familiar with me, maybe you're tuning in for the first time because you wanted to hear Davian. Uh, I was up at six o'clock in the morning Sunday, fucking wired to the gills. I made a wrestling tailgating playlist where all the songs had some kind of tie-in into professional wrestling. Uh... <laughs> Need some examples. Uh, well, obviously we had, you know, a lot of ECW songs, um, uh, you know, of Real American by the Hulkster, Ted DiBiase, um, The Game DiBiase. by Motorhead, obviously Cult of Personality, Ruby Soho, um, the Gorillas of Destiny uh, theme song, um, uh, Grab Them Cakes, Another One Bites the Dust. It was like wrestling. Oh, you know what? I have it right here, actually. So wait, so... So you had like a whole setup where you had speakers. You oh had... yeah, I brought the speakers. I brought the chairs. I loaded the car. We got the cooler. I got the subs. We had the drinks. So what did you use for electricity? Uh, I had the portable speakers. Oh, the portable speakers. Okay. Yeah, you charge them up and then you just put them out there. And so uh, the songs are already programmed on it. No, I just I created a Spotify playlist. Hmm. And then I've just shuffled it. And so your 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 phone plugs into the to the speakers? Speakers are Bluetooth. Ah, technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just we were fucking ready to go. Um venue was amazing. There were a lot of issues though. All right. I did not have any is- I didn't have like I don't mind look, wrestling fans don't like to walk. I get it. There was no close parking. Um, Wait, the the arena doesn't have a lot? Not that's close. It's a tennis arena. uh, And everybody essentially uses the train to get there. Uh, We parked in the first lot we could find. I wasn't driving around looking for a parking lot. So where did you tailgate? We tailgated. It was a lot across the street from City Field. We followed the signs for AEW Wrestling Parking, and we parked there. They did charge you 50 bucks for parking. Oh! Oh God, no! I'm I'm so oh that's hideous. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's, so it's it was New me, York. 
Yeah, it was me, Anthony, and the schlong. We went in my car. Danny showed up because he left from work, and then Kate took the train. Uh, and we all met up in the parking lot. Um, but again, it wasn't like it wasn't like you go to City Field and you're like, we're at J five. It was like we're kind of parked across the street from City Field, kind of in this lot, and we can see the stadium. Um, so, so, how far was the walk from where you parked? to the stadium i'd say it was about a 10 minute walk across any major streets no no because we were our lot was on the side that the the building was on so you just followed the sidewalk um, fair enough over to the building um it's a tennis arena that's right i, I don't watch tennis so i don't know if there's ever been twenty thousand people in there probably it's a U. it's where the u.s open is every year so i'm pretty sure they sell out all the time. Uh, they they were not ready. Um, I've heard that the concessions were a mess, and I've heard that the merch stands were a mess, and I've heard that the actual like ushers were not super prepared. Uh, I don't. I'd never go to an usher for my seats because I'm not. I, I know where I'm going in terms right. of you've look. I've been to a hundred plus baseball games, so I can figure out where my fucking seats are. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Look, I had a fucking footlong sub in the parking lot. Like, I'm at yeah, the point where I'm going to these things, and I'm not looking to go in and spend fucking, you know, I brought a six-pack. I'm not looking to spend, uh, you know, fucking $15 on a beer and stuff. Like, I get it. People do it. But, bro, we walked in. The corridors were not big. There were, you were, it was literally a sea of people. At one point, after dark, dark was super short, and dark is airing tonight. And I must say, it was fucking awesome to see Kayla Sparks wrestle Thunder Rosa. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Just knowing her story, how she like six months ago got back into wrestling, and here she is in fucking arguably the biggest show in New York City in a couple of years, and she's wrestling Thunder Rosa. I mean, it was f- such a feel good moment. So after dark was only three matches too, because we got CPA, BSK. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, RS something. Uh, yes, uh, Ricky Shane Page, RSP. Yeah. Against the big show, which was super entertaining. And then there was one more dark match that had TJ Crawford in it. It was uh, TJ Crawford, Kevin Tibbs, and I thought CPA was in that one too. Maybe no, not. That, that CPA was a security guard for the. Oh, um, uh, Eric, Eric, Eric James. Yeah, CPA was in the three the three on one against the Big Show where he got the fucking shit chopped out of him, and then he was him and TJ were security guards for the Moxley, Kingston Archer Suzuki thing at the end. Yeah, I saw that because that's when uh, Moxley got chokeslammed on on all of them. <laughs> uh, but we so after dark there was like a small like fifteen minutes before Dynamite. I'm like I'm gonna go take a piss. I went out into the the court the corridor, the what bro. Literally just a sea of people and nobody going anywhere. There were fucking lines everywhere. Poor Kate yeah. got up to get. She was like, "I'm gonna go get something to drink," and I'm like, "Can you get me a water?" And she was probably in line for forty minutes. And finally, she was like, "I'm bailing because I don't want to miss the start of Dynamite." And we're like, yeah. "Absolutely, like come back to the seats. It's not a big deal." I've I've. Um, I've heard that. I forget where I heard it because obviously like you guys are like really the only people I know that went and I know you didn't tell me it, but I forget where 
after I, I heard that it was just not oh you know what it was it was on uh it was on like Barton Hahn or something like that on the ESPN radio and like one of their producers went or something like that and they said that it was great it was a great show but they are just like you said the the venue was not prepared for something of this capacity no and you know what it was the same thing in Nork too Nork you know wasn't bad. The lines to get concessions were terrible if you wanted food. Now, we were lucky enough. We had, There was like a beer stand right at the top of our section. Yeah. We dipped in and grabbed a beer. Uh, but even when I was waiting in line to get a beer for you and Bacon, I fucking poured one of the beers for the guy to help move the line along. Oh, that's... that's Which I didn't have a problem with, but it's like they were, they're so fucking understaffed. Well, um, I mean, I guess it's just the time that we live in. A lot of... Uh, you hear about staffing issues all over the place in any in any oh, no. yeah. line of employment it's unbelievable and then uh kate thankfully uh her friend cass waited in line for her and got us water so after the hey, after cass? The, no just cass from bodyslam.net oh um, that's right cass um he waited and you know he held kate he got the water for kate and then he waited for kate so after the daniel bryan kenny omega match he ran up to up there and grab the drinks and then at one point after the punk promo i fucking ran to the bathroom to beat the rush it was crazy and then at one point later in the night during rampage ant got up to go find stretch his legs oh and the seats were tight as shit um and uh and ant got up to go see stretch his legs and maybe find like a coke zero or a water or something and he went to like a couple different like concession stands that were literally out of everything yeah, yeah, 20, 20,000 20, plus. Oh, it's crazy. And look, again, it didn't bother me because I don't, you know, I had, I got my water eventually, but I didn't go. Look, I'm not buying fucking chicken fingers. I'm not paying $15 mm. for chicken fingers. Oh, why not? Um, I heard they're great. The, uh, <laughs> the event itself was, dude, the atmosphere. I had, te- when Daniel Bryan came out, bro, the energy was electric. I had tears in my eyes. So let me ask you this, because you guys were there live. And this, this, who got like, was it like the people? Because there's a lot of New York based talent in AEW, a whole lot. So do you think like people gravitated with their reactions more towards the New York people or to the people that they are basically essentially supposed to cheer for? The the, the Brian Danielson, the CM Punks, the, uh, you know, Adam. So Adam Cole to me is like the most, he's like such an enigma to me. Like he could do like I don't think he'll ever get booed. Like I don't like you could he could be a heel, but he will not get booed because his his entrance and his aura and his presence and his you know boom and baby is just gonna be so freaking over for the rest of his life that it's almost at some point you're already planting the seeds, even though you're not, for him to turn on this group or something like that. Because he just yeah, won't get booed. He really won't. Um he was over. Punk people were so happy to see punk. Um, obviously, I mean, you what go, I went back today. Finally, I had time to watch, rewatch Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson. And before like that, the crowd was so electric. I can't even like the atmosphere. Look, if you have a chance to go to an AEW show, like you do it now, like it is, people are just fucking happy to see wrestling with these, these characters. People are fully invested, um, I mean, look, there was a fucking dump after you gave us 
Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega 30 minute match right into a CM Punk promo. I felt bad for MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. Bro, after that, you every you need to. I was like spent after that. Like I needed a fucking let me up. I needed like a fucking yeah. match I didn't give a shit about. Um, because man, they just were like, we're gonna fucking hammer it home. Uh, but well, man. I wonder. I wonder. All right, so I have two two schools of thought on this. One is you want to get people in there to stay. So kick it off with the essentially the even though Britt Baker, phenomenal, she deserves to have a main event spot. Uh, if I had to do things differently, or not like I did, but if they, it, it, despite how much, see, I think Britt, I think that Britt Baker main event should have gone on first because she's just as over as as anyone in the company. And you could probably have hooked people to stick around longer with a Kenny Omega, Daniel Brian Danielson main event. I mean, again, that's just like a nitpick type deal. But so you have you have Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega. Boom, people are there. They're watching. CM Punk, they're not going anywhere. MJF, you would want to think is a hated enough character that that people might stick around for his match with Brian Pillman, who just had the dark side uh, stuff, you know, and. And MJF is a, a New York guy, so maybe you keep that market still strong after that. Um, but it, it, what what did you? Right, here we go. Completely going to deviate. Actually, let me get your thoughts on that first. Would you have switched Brit? And I, for the life of me, I can't remember who she fought in that main event. Ruby Soho. Oh God, yeah. Would you have started with that and maybe finished with uh, Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega, or would you have done it the same? No, I would have done it the same. I think yeah. from, uh, I'm sure they want ratings. They want people to tune in. It, they went the fucking time limit draw. And, uh, and I think that type of energy, that's like lightning in a bottle, man. You start like people were fucking tuned up for that match. Tuned yeah. up. Like it was, and, and my, if I was going to nitpick, the only problem that I thought was that when the time limit draw happened, people booed. All right. So here's, I was watching at home. And Kate just made a great point. It, it opened the show because it was a time limit draw. So they knew that going in. If you ended the show on a time limit draw, even though you had Rampage coming up afterwards, like you knew like people would not be happy if they waited all this time and then got a time limit draw at the end. At least this way. And in either situation, you're setting the stage for another match. It's just that I feel like people can deal with it better because they still have another two hours to go or an hour and a half to go as opposed to ending the show and it just leaving you like, Oh, now I, I don't want, I don't even want to watch rampage right now. Cause it ended it with that bullshit. Yeah. And, and, and look, you're going to, it's a catch 22, right? If Kenny Omega gets pinned, you know, people think that's WWE type deal, right? Where the, your champion is losing. If Brian Danielson loses, then it's like, they're fucking burying Brian Danielson. Yeah. Uh, it's like a catch 22, but, but at the time limit draw, we talked about it as soon as it was over. And Kate, I want to say this was Kate's idea, bro. Next, the next step in this, let's say trilogy, just give him that fucking hour on rampage. Let him go an hour. Give him the whole hour. Whole hour. I like it. The whole hour, and then that can do whatever. You can go fucking. You know they can tie it too. There's no overtime. Don Callis doesn't want an overtime, and then that's your fucking pay per view main event at full gear. No time limit. There must be a winner. Uh, and full and full gear is November. Yes. Do you? I guess you got to right. You got to go. You got to go that quick. I think that this could be drawn out longer. 
Sure, it could, but there's so many different. Uh, hi, Tony. How are you? Hey, fellas. What's going on? Not much. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining. I was listening to the conversation. I was just looking for a great spot to jump in. Uh, I did. This was the one match that I made sure I watched from uh, AEW this week. Hey, Mott Spock, what's going on? Um, I mean, what else can you do? It's a 30-minute time limit. I mean, were they really going to put one over the other? Uh, the one thing I do feel a little uneasy about, and I know it's going to rub people the wrong way because they've been waiting for this guy for like a millennia to get his big win over Kenny Omega. But I think honestly, I think the ship might have sailed on Adam, uh, Adam page on this whole thing. How do you bring in people like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole and all these other people, and then still have hope that Adam page is going to be like the next big deal. I don't see it anymore. I just don't. Not that it's a bad thing, but I don't know how you how you put that back in the box and make it fresh again since everything's happened since that point. All right, so here's the thing. I agree with you 100% that it's going to really be tough to get Adam Page back at as your as your face unless I mean like CM Punk's working with, you know, Team Taz. Daniel Bryan is in the main event picture now. So there is still space. Maybe Daniel Bryan takes a page out of CM Punk's book and starts working with different guys to 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 work with but adam page and let's not forget the tnt title is not like a job or title like that title is a real deal t- championship so if adam page is there i think that's just as influential as the world title of course we all know that it's not necessarily like apples to apples but i really do think that if, if that's where they want to put adam page maybe he takes it off miro Maybe he takes it off whoever has it at the time. I still think that's a great step, but I I agree. Unless Daniel Bryan and CM Punk say, hey, listen, we're here for the company. We're here to work. We're here to wrestle, but we don't necessarily need to be in that top spot. Let Adam Page, Kenny Omega do their thing, and let Daniel Bryan and CM Punk work with other people in you know semi-mains. It's tough too because you had him lose to Christian already. I understand it was for the Impact Championship, which they really didn't make a big deal about in AEW. So it's not like you can't really like somebody hasn't cracked the Kenny Omega code yet. And I get it. Like Adam Cole's there now, so he's got a little more heat behind him, a little more muscle. Uh, you know, just another obstacle to get through. But yeah, I think I think I think um everything with Adam Page might just have to simmer for a little while and just kind of like a, this is another great point from Kate. Page versus I, I would if I'll settle for Page versus Adam Cole. That's a top story. That's a that's a top program right there. Here here's here's my thing with this whole because I think Adam Page is the answer, and I think the reason why is people are invested in that story. Um and and AEW fans, but we haven't seen that story in a while. Where's Page been? He yep. he left after he lost that. That match with the Dark Order to the Elite, he left obviously to go be a father. But oh, that's right, that's the real deal. But still, the story but, has been sure. Well, the story is he lost, and then he left the Dark Order, and he said, "Like I don't want to, like I want to be left alone." And then half the Dark Order wanted to save him, and the other half stopped him from getting beat down. Like there's a story there, and people are oh, fucking God. super invested in that. AEW fans, look, you're gonna it, it's it's wrestling. If you're gonna tell a story, we're gonna be invested in it. The WWF yeah. did it during our fucking 80s, and they told it beautifully with Hogan and Savage, Savage and Steamboat. Uh the NWA did it great with Flair and Sting. 
like wrestling fans don't forget if they're invested in it. And I think that Adam page character, people are invested in. So if, if, what did I say something wrong? No, I, cause I forgot about it, but I also have the, I also have the memory of a freaking goldfish. So that doesn't. So I think if it plays out, like they do an hour match on rampage and then it's the main event for full gear. And then Kenny Omega standing tall. And he said, I've beaten everybody. I beat everybody from impact. He got his win back from Christian. Christian won some garbage secondary title. Uh, at least that's the way AEW, you know, painted it because God forbid you promote the fucking impact world champion on your show. They, uh, they, Justin Roberts did announce him as the impact champion on rampage. Right, but when Kenny, with the whole thing with Kenny Omega, be, you know, whatever, that's a whole other rabbit hole we can go down. If he's standing tall at full gear and he says, I beat everybody and there's no one there and fucking Adam Page comes out, the place is going to go fucking nuts. Yeah, Matt, I 100% agree because we, we can kind of correlate it with a sports reference. Like, like someone coming back from like injured reserve is almost like making a great trade at the trade deadline, right? Like you don't, but you're not giving anything up. So Adam Page, Adam Page's return could be just as huge as a Daniel Bryan or Adam Cole debut because he's that popular with the AEW faithful. So I agree 100% with, with Matt right there. When AEW comes, when, uh, when Adam Page does come back and no matter what program he's put in, obviously it's going to be with the, uh, with the elite, it's going to be, it's, it, it will blow off whatever rooms uh, the, uh, the people are in that night. I 100% agree. And you could like, I don't think CM Punk needs to be in a title picture. I think Daniel Bryan can move along to do whatever with whomever. There doesn't have to, those guys don't need titles. Um, and then to, to Kate's point uh, in the comments, like you could fuck put Adam Cole in there now. Like, you know, there could be friction between Adam Cole and Kenny Omega. You couldn't beat him. Let me get a shot at him. Um, when it comes to Adam Page, like there's so many, as I like to say, layers to these stories. So I'm excited for it. Um, what else happened at at AEW Grand Slam? Oh, uh, back to, to Omega, Brian Danielson. Best live wrestling match I've ever seen. Despite the finish. Despite the finish, the fucking energy in that place was unbelievable. Uh, and I watched it. I don't know if you heard, Tony, but I watched it back before we did the show. I watched it again. It, man, what a fucking match. Oh, I agree. I agree. I, I really enjoyed it top to bottom. Uh, I like the, the deliberately slow start to the match where they're just kind of letting the crowd feed off of everything. It, it's moments like that, like Brian Danielson, especially because I mean, as good as Kenny Omega can be and as good as he is. Sometimes he just needs somebody to slow him down. I think that's why a lot of times his Okada matches are held in such high regard. And this match against Brian Danielson is held in high regard just because he's got somebody in there. It's like, okay, you don't need to blow through everything. Get your hope spots, get your hype spots, and then just settle it back down just a little bit. You don't always have to go full throttle to tell a great story. And this match was the perfect example of it. No qualms at all with anything in this match, except for the ending. But I mean, I get the ending. Don't don't get it twisted. I get the ending. I get why they did it. And I I don't I guess it was a creative decision where, you know, because I don't remember hearing them announcing to the crowd like 10 minutes gone by, 20 remaining, or anything like that. Did they did you notice that live? Did you hear any of that? There was one time when when you could hear Justin Roberts do the time cue. Um but I mean, they even said it on commentary. Like he couldn't hear it, dude. I couldn't, if he did it every 10 minutes or every five minutes, I didn't hear it except for once. Yeah. 
The place so, I mean, was fucking loud, dude. So loud. I, I get it. It's it's a catch-22 because if you start announcing time limits and everybody just groans because then if you go for the Broadway, everybody saw it coming. And then if you don't announce it and the Broadway comes out of the blue, everybody groans like, oh, I can't believe it's over. We didn't get a finish, you know? I guess the way they did it, if you didn't hear it, which I didn't, was probably the lesser of two evils, if you could even call them evils. But uh, still, top to bottom, great match. Loved it. Loved it. I'm trying to think of what else was on Dynamite Grand Slam. MJF, look, I loved MJF. I don't give a shit about Brian Pillman Jr. I'm sorry. He's not there yet. He's getting there. He's just not there yet. I don't I, I don't mean, see like, him on the MJF level at this point. That's, well, no, that's like, the thing to me. Like I said, not every match can be billed as I mean, this was billed as like a, a must-see match. Not a must-see match, but like it was a profiled match. They, they did enough promotion for it. It was all, I think it's all because of Pillman and MJF's back and forth leading up to it. Like MJF completely crapping on his family and all that stuff. So, I mean, it made sense. Not every match has to be, despite how big a show it is, doesn't necessarily need to be like, uh, you know, a main event type match, even though MJF is a main event guy. I think it, I think it was fine. I had no problem with it at, at all, and I, I think Pillman has a, li- a little bit more potential than than maybe maybe you guys think. Just me. I, I mean, I'm kind of. I don't think he's there yet. I, again, I just didn't give a shit about the story and the match. And maybe that's because you just fed me Brian Danielson uh, and Kenny Omega, followed by a CM Punk promo, uh, which I don't think I've ever seen cm punk live wrestling yeah don't i i was trying to think it i don't think i have i think when we went to that wrestlemania okay yeah that's right against the undertaker it's a great point yep one of the big ones (laughs) it's all fucking blur to me man i understand all i remember is ryback and mark henry from that wrestlemania (laughs) (laughs) yeah and mark henry beat ryback and then right back up the shell shock, and we all just looked at each other like, "Really? What was that?" <laughs> God, that was a, that uh, was a crazy F- WrestleMania. FTR yeah. against Sting and Dobby. Sting, Dobby. Look, Taz. <laughs> I think Darby Allen is gonna is if he's not a huge star, he's going to be. But that's if he fucking makes it. Oh, because he, he, he go dude, hurt himself. Fucking, holy shit! That <laughs> fucking way he ended that match, where he fucking did whatever he did on the fucking apron. Oh my god! What he? Holy shit! It's cringy. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to see Darby Allen turn into the next Mick Foley. I really don't. You know, like he loves the business so much, he's willing to do what he does, and what he does stands out from everybody else because it literally looks like he's trying to kill his opponent. And that's what makes it so great. You know, he's got the size where he could just catapult himself and he's got the speed to do it. So when he throws himself, he looks like a fucking maniac, which is what puts him over the top. But yeah, man, you, you do that for so fast for so long. It's not going to end well. It's really not. You hope and pray for the best, but yeah, man, he's got to figure something out. I don't want to see him wind up in a wheelchair in a couple of years, you know? No. Yeah, but like he like you could tell like he looked back like he knew where like at the end of the day like all these like extreme sports like you know like he knows he knew what he was doing like he he looked back he saw it he, like sure but Owen Hart knew what he was doing when he gave Stone Cold that fucking pile driver it's just a matter of inches yeah 
All right. Well, I mean, that's him doing it to someone else. This is Darby just flying through the breeze. Right. But if he slips off the top rope or he miscalculates and he hits his spine the wrong way on that apron, he's drawing it up. Even even if he hits his spine the right way, he may you can easily pick up an injury, not know about it for a long time, and then something innocuous like a back bump, and that's it, dude. You're look at Dynamite Kid. Dynamite Kid was hitting the ropes and his back gave out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You it's just like when never you get, know. It's like when you get into like a car accident and you feel fine right after it, and then like the next day you're just like, holy shit, something's wrong. Or like, you might even feel fine the next day and then just turn your head to look at somebody yeah. and then ooh boy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, just like that. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, also from Grand Slam, Malachi Black's entrance is fucking unbelievable. He wrestled Cody? He did wrestle Cody, and Cody brought out the old fucking third wheels with him, fucking Arn and Brandy. Oh, did Brandy bring the kid out, too? No. And I don't oh, they didn't, do a, they didn't do a Ricky and Bonnie steamboat thing with the baby? No, for some ungodly reason, that was a conversation we had tailgating. Like, you think Cody is 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 vain enough to bring his baby? And I was like, what, what the it, fuck? Who would do that? Is it Cody? Did is it Cody's baby? Just like a month old? Steamboat's baby was at least pushing like fourteen months. How great would it have been if Snitsky came out? Oh my god! <laughs> did Cody Rhodes' baby. <laughs> Two, two, Cody then, we get, then we get then we get mixed tag matches. It's Cody and Brandy versus Snitsky and, <laughs> and, and a baby Malachi doll. Black. Uh, and the crowd clearly hates Cody Rhodes, and I don't know why. Neither do I. That that took me by surprise. This was another conversation I heard. Um, do you think Cody Rhodes is just making people hate him on purpose? Like, you think he's just playing the violin because he knows like what he's doing is not what people are going to like, so he's playing into it now. He said that he'll never be a heel again. Well, I mean, what he says and what the, what his behavior is dictating are two different things. I mean, right. you know, it See, could just be lip service, like, hey, please like me, and then people want to hate him more, you know? It could be John Cena 2021, where he just, like, hey, you're, you know, I'm, I'm a good guy, you know? I'm not going to be a bad guy, and then it's like, fuck yeah. you, you're a bad and, guy. And you will probably, with all these influxes of, of, of the guys that are coming in, you probably do need another top heel other than other than the elite or the super click, whatever the fuck they're called. Like, you, you will need someone outside of that group other than Malachi. I mean, Malachi Black is there, Lance Archer's there, but they're all doing other stuff, but... So maybe. And Cody... Cody's kind of capped at this point too. He's still under the restriction where he can't challenge for the world title anymore. Right. So it's like, how can you, and Cody Rhodes, like I'll compare it to Tim storm. Tim storm cannot challenge for the NWA championship again. Cause mm. it's the same thing stipulations, but Tim storm is not going after the championship anymore. You know, Tim storm is like for all intents and purposes in the twilight of his career, he'll wrestle against other people once in a while. Like if it fits, like he wrestled at the pay-per-view and whatnot. So that's all fine and good. It's like that returning hero wrestles another match and everybody cheers for him. Cause he's a good guy. Cody Rhodes is like, he's still not in that phase of his career. Like he's still got a lot of gas in the tank. He's definitely, if he was allowed to be, he would definitely be one of the top contenders. And I, I think it's like, well, how do you support a guy who, you know, may not be able to get to the top anymore, even though he can, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't write wrestling shows. I don't. I don't know. I'm, my opinion means nothing. 
I had a comment from Kate up while you were talking, Tony. He also said he'd never use the Rhodes name, and CM Punk said he was never going to wrestle again. And Terry Funk's retired seventy-two times, so forever. Nothing is but, ever but, set in stone. But he, but he didn't say he'd never do it because he didn't want to do it. He would say, or, or he just he said it because it he doesn't think it would work, and because he spent his entire life, he spent a lot of his career being a heel. And that it just wouldn't make sense for him to go back to that. Him saying he never used the Rhodes name again is like it, it's not it's not apples to apples, I don't think. And I get and I get it. He said that he would never use the Rhodes name other than for outside stuff. But to me, it's not like that's more sentimental than not being a heel. Yeah, but uh, did Roddy Roddy Piper ever admit that he was like the bad guy? He always thought he was right. Of Most course. great heels do. But he's not a heel. But he might be turning into a heel. He was in. Embra- he's embracing the hate. All right. So we're in New York, right? The most like volatile, one of the most volatile markets in the world. Like, people will boo you if they just don't like you. It it's necessarily cross- mean that board though. AEW fans do not like Cody Rhodes. Of ninety percent of them hate. When him. did that? When did that start? I don't know. Yeah, it's been brewing for a while. That's like been every, like people, it was like yeah, it was like if he beats Malachi Black Wednesday night, he's fucking burying Malachi Black. If he beats him in his debut, he's burying him. This is what fucking Cody does. People don't like like remember that like fucking MJF beat Cody. Like Cody doesn't get the fucking big wins. If Anthony Agogo doesn't have to have eye surgery again, fucking Anthony Agogo probably beats Cody Rhodes down the line. I miss Anthony Agogo. I don't, there's, there, I just, I think people just fucking, they hate him like they hate Triple H. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a great way to put it. <sighs> but he was great... the anti Triple H. I understand, but I think that's fans turning on him because they always feel like he's in the fucking spotlight. Yeah. Do you think, do you think, it's, t- do you think it's a situation where Cody Rhodes feels like he's Hi, bigger? How, why shouldn't he be? Do you feel like he thinks he's bigger than what the business is? Like he's above the business, above the championships. Like he just puts himself on a higher pedestal. No, no, you don't think. No, he comes, he comes out his own entrance ramp. He puts his wife on TV. He's got a game show. He's got a TV show. You don't think he's putting himself up higher on a pedestal. You don't think fans look at him and go, yeah, this son of a bitch thinks he's holier than thou. Come on. All right, that's a fair point. Uh, I mean, he he's your most marketable AEW guy from the start, though. And people hate Brandy Rhodes. The only time I remember people liking Brandy Rhodes was when she cut that promo on Jade Cargill. Come on. All right, Come so here's, on. here's the thing. Nobody hated it when AEW first came into existence. Now that they're rolling, like, people, he got, like, people, people loved him. And people were still singing his song when he came out. I think I heard if not, if not, if not this week, at least some recent show that people were singing his music like, and people loved it when it w- was a thing, but now you have so many other people to root for that. Maybe and Tony, to your point that maybe Cody is falling out of favor with as, as a top super top guy, maybe. And I think something that kind of, you know, unless we all know he's a fucking nerd, Cody Rhodes is in like, comic book sense and i think it flew under the radar he did not come out dressed as captain america he came out dressed as homelander from the boys and if you've watched the boys which is like a comic book type show on amazon 
Homelander is like Captain America in front of the crowd, and then behind doors, he's a fucking scumbag. So uh, yeah. no idea. So and if there's anyone out there listening that has seen the boys, you, you get the reference. Like he's kind of like teetering, like he might be the homelander of AEW, where he goes out in front of the crowd and he wants to be loved, but he knows they hate him and he fucking eats it up. And and that's what's great about like the wrestling business is that just like just because you say something, you're not an idiot enough to listen. Roman Reigns is a heel, and he's like the top guy in the freaking company. Like, like how how resistant were they to that to turn to finally turning him heel? And then they did. So again, again, I guess anything is possible with 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 Cody. But I mean, I can only I can only take. I can only base an opinion on what someone says. Like I can't, I'm not reading deeper into it. I don't really care. It's not my job. So I can only go by what people say. And if Cody Rhodes said he wasn't going to be a heel ever again, I kind of, I kind of believed him, but I mean, it makes sense. He's not an idiot. Like he'll adjust on the fly. Like everyone else does to situations. You believe him. Cause you're a fucking Mark. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, the Rampage tapings were awesome too. I don't think we need to Fuck get off. in depth on it. The the fucking tag match with the Young Bucks and Adam Cole against Jurassic Express was, uh, and Christian was fucking bonkers. Uh, the Eight Man with the Lucha Brothers and Santana and Ortiz was unbelievable. It was awesome from a personal standpoint to see Santana and Ortiz uh, get that love and, and admiration from the the fans in Queens. And then uh, Matt, the yes, it's Ortiz's birthday today. Oh, is it really? Shout out to Ortiz. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, Matt, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. Did Santana and Ortiz win the tag belts in New York? No. And Did I, Eddie I, Kingston win the TNT championship in New York? I openly mocked all the people I went to the show with. Busted! <laughs> all right, so what? If you listen to the Wednesday night show uh, leading up to Queens, it was... Uh, it'll be a big moment. Eddie Kingston will win the TNT championship. <laughs> so Dan and Ortiz should win the tag titles at Queens and Arthur Ashe. Uh, Who said this? Was, uh, Everybody on the Wednesday night show except for Matt, who mocked them openly every <laughs> single week. And then I mocked them openly on the walk back to the car when I was fucking exhausted. <laughs> I, I'm gonna need, so, so they all said it. Kate said it. Anthony said it. Schlong said it. Schlong. Yes. Oh, Schlong was a big proponent yes. for this. And, uh, and then I openly mocked them, and I was mocking the fans waiting for autographs. Uh, I was really fucking tired. <laughs> it's a long fucking day, man. It was, a lo- it, was, it was a long day. But you had fun. That's the important thing. You oh, got to see, God, you got to see a little bit of wrestling history, too. It was absolutely amazing. And from what I understand, listening to before I joined you guys, you got a whole bunch of merchandise, didn't you? No, I didn't buy any merch. You should have. I heard the lines are pretty short. That's right. No, no, no. Long line. Long lines. Long lines. Long line. Long line. <laughs> sucky, if sucky. You want, if you want some Shining Wizards merch, though, go over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Shining Wizards. Get yourself a t-shirt. Me love uh, you. Long line. Long line. Long line. Uh, they did announce today that AEW Full Gear is going to be taking place at the Target Center in Minnesota, Minneapolis. Ooh. Uh, so that's where full gear will be. And then this week in Rochester, New York, it's uh, Miro defending against Sammy Guevara, um, Cody and Lee Johnson against Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. Um, Jungle Boy Adam Cole. Jungle Boy Adam Cole? Is that a new gimmick? 
No, that's the match. <laughs> Adam Cole henceforth will now be known as the Juggle Boy. Adam Cole. And uh, Tay Conte and Anna Jay against the Bunny and Penelope Ford. Uh, they also announced the hair versus hair match for Rampage with Orange Cassidy and Jack Evans. And the big, uh, the big, a lot of people think Bray Wyatt's showing up in Rochester, New York. Is that where he's from? No, but that's where Brody Lee is from. Ooh, all oh, right. that's right. That's what I meant. Yeah. And his his ninety day is up this week, isn't it? I believe so. Ooh. Because, look, on, hey, I don't want to be like a uh, super nerd, but that fucking Cody Rose Lee Johnson against Dar- Dante Martin Matt Seidel match makes no fucking sense to me in my brain. Like. It's just a throwaway tag match. There's got to be a reason for it. Well, isn't Lee Johnson part of the Cody family or whatever it's called? He is, but there's this is like a means to an end. Like this match is going to set up like Malachi Black coming out with Bray Wyatt to beat the shit out of Cody and Lee Johnson. Catching flies. Whatever he's calling. All right, so I was going to complete. Go ahead, oh, it's not a... I was thinking. I'm sorry. Ryan Schlong is saying it's his 90 days is up October 29th. So. Yeah. Does that fit? That doesn't fit. Oh, because it's not October 29th. A boo. Thanks for ruining the story, Schlong. So I, I was thinking that to, to your point about him turning heel, like maybe this is the start of that process going against somebody in his own family type deal. Like maybe they lose the match because Lee gets pinned or something and or, or some weird stuff and Cody just gets upset about it. And that starts uh, the wheels are in motion from there. That is uh that's also a good point, Kevin. I, I mean that's what I thought. I, I didn't think about the Malachi Black way uh Bray Wyatt angle. Uh before we move away from AEW, because I don't think I have any more AEW notes. Oh, I do have one more AEW note. Tony, did you uh I know you were a little late to getting getting to the show. Is it because you had to watch Kayla Sparks and Thunder Rosa? Actually. <laughs> oh my god, it one hundred percent is. Well, when I saw you guys were speaking with your guest, I said, oh, I got some time. Let me let me pop this bad boy on because it was debuting uh, during that during that period. So I did watch it. You could tell she was a little nervous, but I'm proud of her. She did a pretty damn good job. She was in there at one of the best right now in the entire world, to steal a phrase from somebody else. And uh, I don't like that Justin Roberts was just like, and eh, from Schenectady, Kayla Sparks. Like, yeah, but that's what they did for all the. I know, I know. It, was, it, it just felt weird though, because it's like Thunder Rosa. And she comes out, but and then it's like blah, 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 Kayla Sparks. It's like she's that's in not, the murder position. That's that's not that's what they do. I know. I mean, she's I'm not. She, she was a jobber. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. not Lita. Like, what do you want? Do you want her to have an entrance? Fuck like, yeah, dude. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> she didn't get an entrance, buddy. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. Uh, these two notes kind of go hand in hand. Then we can move on from AEW. They are moving Dynamite to TBS starting January fifth. Ooh, the same day that Raw debuted, didn't it? January. Oh, we talked. We already did this. Um, <laughs> no, like, I think it was later in January. It was. It was later in January. I thought it was January third, but it was definitely later. I was like January nineteenth or something. Yeah, thirteenth. Yep. Whatever. I'm gonna look it up now. No, like, don't look it up. What's your other note? Come on. And the other note is, and I'm kind. I kind of don't like this because I I, Mark Henry's the, not going to be on the commentary team often anymore. No, it was hey, January 11th, uh, where Raw debuted. They're gonna, they're going to introduce the TBS Championship. It will be a secondary women's title. Is that confirmed? Um. Uh, is it confirmed? 
Like, who reported it? Was it Meltzer? Uh, Fightful. Ah, all right. You know what? Considering the shape of the women's division, they are starting to turn a corner. I think it's a little premature for that, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm kind of with you, Tony, actually. I hate it. I do like that they're keeping it in sync with like, oh, this is the TNT championship and this is the TBS. I mean, it's kind of cutesy. And the TBS logo is a little cuter than the uh, than the TNT logo, isn't it? It's like round and bubbly looking and shit. So all right. So now the idiot questions come in. Will the will will the TBS championship be able to be defended on Rampage on TNT? Like I hope not. Just to fuck everybody over. <laughs> or is it only dynamite? I don't know. I Can don't defend. Could it be defended on YouTube? I don't want too many titles, but I guess they have to give the women's division more storylines that people care about. I would no, rather I would rather a tag title before a I don't know, man. I see those tag titles in fucking WWE and I still scratch my head at that shit. It's a fucking waste of time on both shows now, NXT and WWE. I don't know, man. Their, roster, give, their roster is huge. I will give you 5 American dollars, if you could tell me who the WWE women's tag team champions oh, are. It's Nikki Ash and Ripley. And... No, you're wrong. It's Nikki oh, Ash those and Those are the Ripley. NXT champions. Oh, Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley, you're right. Wow, Tony, you were fucking on five that. Five smackaroonies, baby. I will Venmo you $5 right now. Please don't Venmo me anything. Okay, I will PayPal it to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where do you guys want to go next? There's a lot to cover here. To the Ooh. bathroom. Oh right, yeah, go take a break. Do you guys right both back. have to take a break? Do you uh, want me to run commercials? You guys have been going for a while. Yeah, we could take a commercial break. I'll grab another drink too. Let me just pull this up. Don't mute your mic again, Tony. I know. Well, I can mute my mic. I can't mute my system. That was the okay. problem. Uh what do we always say? Back after this. We know you love shopping at Amazon, and we also know you love listening to The Shining Wizards. That's why you're hearing this commercial right now. But were you aware that you could combine the two, do all your shopping, and support the show at the same time? Well, of course you can. Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and make your purchases the way you normally would. You're going to get the same great low prices, and a portion of whatever you purchase is going to go to support the Shining Wizards. How great is that? You, by purchasing anything that you normally would anyway, is going to support us. That's a win-win in my book. So from now on, when you shop at Amazon, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com or click the banner on our website and do all of your shopping with the Shining Wizards. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb. And every week, we bring you a fistful of metal, including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a Lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy, and co-host Aaron in the pit. 
your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Brea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your hosts of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Journey is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network. And join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up, wrestling fans? You want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network, where three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd, unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Mark Order Pod and on Facebook.com slash Mark Order Pod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag join the Mark Order because if you don't find us, we will find you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... We shared a room. Shared a room. We shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. 
We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Roadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, no, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW. And if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. K-A-S-T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. All right. And we are back. Holler. If you are enjoying the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast, you should support the Shining Wizards podcast and check out our Patreon over at patreon.com slash Wizards podcast. Uh, you'll see it on the bottom of the screen there. If you're watching us on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter, uh, right. as little as $1 a month, you can be a supporter of the Shining Wizards podcast and you will get mentioned weekly on this podcast. $3 tiers get you the mention and bonus shows. $5 tiers mentions, bonus shows, social media plugs, $10, a small box of wizardry. Anything above $15, a grande box of wizardry and those ship every three months with all sorts of goodies. So check it out. Uh, Patreon.com slash wizard podcast. Of course we will go through our Patreon producers list right now. Uh, we're going to start with Brendan Haney, uh, Carrie Cowling, Carrie, thank you so much for purchasing a Halloween shirt. It'll go in the mail tomorrow. Uh, the Bergman, the LeBron James of Mattel elite figure collecting. Uh, Matthew Birch, the true Prince of Pro. Follow him on Twitter. He's a great, great wrestling fan. He loves the indie wrestling scene in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, Michael Hammond, Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock, Jay Cop, the big cop of pump from the Turnbuckle Throwbacks every Friday night on the rant, rantiumradio.com. As I was leaving AEW Grand Slam Dynamite, I saw Phil in the street and I rolled down my windows and said, Get out of the road, you fucking slob. <laughs> That's right. He talked about that on uh, on his show Friday. It's pretty funny. Uh, Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Uh, Christine Friesendorf, one half Happy of the Sign Girls, uh, with Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards. Matt Mellinger. Matt Garifo, no relationship to the K. J. G. Uh, Kate the Great Hensler. Uh, she ain't so great. Over at ondeckic.com. She's part of the Fightful Post show on Friday night. She's on the Mark Order Wednesday night. She's doing sour graps on Tuesday nights. I can't keep track of all the shit Kate does. So follow her uh, on social media. Uh, Brett Simonello. What do you what hear? Do you, what do you say? Ryan Schlong over on the Mark Order podcast does a great job tweeting uh, dark and dark elevation. So be sure to follow the Mark Order podcast. Um, Sean Calejo down under. I hope he got the pin. I sent him a pin. You want to know how much it costs to send a fucking pin to Australia? $30. I don't know. I sent a t-shirt too because I said if I'm mailing something to fucking Australia, I'm making it worth my fucking dollar. So he got a t-shirt and a pin, and I haven't heard back from him yet. Well, Australia. in Australia, they're they're kind of like they can't leave their houses, so who knows oh, if that okay. package even got anywhere. All right. Well, I got to check the tracking too, but I sent it to him, and uh, I guess or, I just ruined the surprise. Or maybe he's dead. Oh, shit. <laughs> I hope not. Sean Tone. <laughs> Sean Toe, who lives like fucking right around the corner from me, apparently. I found that out uh, when I mailed him his pin. So he got his. He was very thankful for it. Uh, Anthony and Danny Rusinello, the AOP of the SWP. Manny Kratzo, the king of the wizards. He got his pin. He collects hard rock pins. So we're up there. Um, 
Kathy Homer, the queen of the shining. I already mentioned Kathy Homer. She gets, you know what? She's the fucking queen. So I'll mention her twice. Uh, and last, but certainly not least, his pal Antonio. Antonio. <laughs> Antonio. Antonio Hosserman. He makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You boys. You boys know what I mean. I know what you mean. You know what else? Mott Spock knows what, what you mean, Kevin. He said, this StreamYard shit is fucking crazy in a good way. Yeah, we were definitely behind on this. This was something that we should have gotten into a long time ago. But it's so awesome. Don't Don't say say yeah, please. Because I'm going to have to listen to fucking Kate now because she's been telling me about this fucking thing all summer. Yeah, she'll be texting me too. Don't worry. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want that. Cares. We don't want that. Who cares? Love you, Kate. Don't need the text. What yeah, I know. That? We fucked up. We fucked up. <laughs> uh, can I talk, can we talk about something that we didn't fuck up this week? Well, at least I didn't fuck up this week. Kate doesn't control us. <sighs> can we, Matt? Can we? We can, Tony. It's time for the pay-per-view big extravaganza! WWE Stream Rules! Oh, boy. Uh, the beauty of the StreamYard now is the picks and the results can stream across the bottom of your screen. Uh, I don't watch that. I have no excuse. There's no excuse for my terrible, terrible performance here at uh, WWE Extreme Rules. <laughs> now, here's the funny thing. Let me just stop you. You didn't stutter, stammer, or anything the entire first part of the show. After commercials, it's like different match showed up. I got out of my chair. I went downstairs. I don't know what happened. Mm. You broke the streak, bro. That's what happened. Uh, well, WWE had extreme rules last night, uh, their, their pay-per-view. Um, we picked it. There was That's one right. match that wasn't, was not advertised, so we did not pick said match. Uh, and that was the New Day against Bobby Lashley, AJ, and uh, almost. Um, as you can see, the picks on the bottom. Uh, Tony went an outstanding five and one. Kevin went uh, respectable four and two. Well, let's keep eating fucking cat turds over here <laughs> with a, a good old two and four record. Uh, because I I I thought I I don't know. There's no. I just don't know. I don't know the WWE product. I don't know what's going on. Um, I suck shit. So Tony has 148-55-1. and one. Kevin is seven games back at 141-62-1. And, and I am 124-79-1. and, 79 and one. We're first, we're back. Uh, yeah. So I'm very far. Very far. And, and, we're, and we're getting down to the last quarter of the year, of the calendar year. So it's going to be tough. Oh, it's it's going to be damn near impossible for you, Matt. But it's going to be. Uh, I mean, what is there any New Japan coming up, Matt? Well, Wrestle Kingdom will happen. That's right. Uh, so that's their next big one that we're going to pick. Um, I know we got a Bound for Glory. We'll have an AEW. Uh, obviously, the WWE runs their monthlies. Um, Survivor Series brand supremacy, baby. We got a draft this week, don't we? We should go to that. Um. It's in Brooklyn. I know where it is. Oh, just... Tony. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, go with Tony. 
that'll be uh that's what my real birthday is that day so i will not be spending it at the wherever it is brooklyn Brooklyn, Brooklyn. I think the last time I went to Brooklyn was to see the uh, the Nets and then Bruce Pritchard, which was a weird that combination. Yeah, that was that was awful. That was a weird night. <laughs> it was a very weird night. Yeah, it's uh, it's not. Those shows are not as advertised. They talk about all the same shit they talk about on the podcast. Yep. Well, we did we did sort of get the uh, the info at that point that Bischoff was joining the uh, Conrad family. Yeah, I guess. In not so many there. words. I mean, they were kind of cheeky about it, but other than that, we had Pat oh, shitting Pat shit on Marty Jannetty to Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> uh, and and Bischoff. And Bischoff, yes. Bischoff was a guest. <laughs> we saw JBL. JBL was a guest. Yeah, he was. Okay. Uh, um, Kevin, uh, Tony, you didn't watch Extreme Rules, right? No. Kevin, you were the sole wizard, the sole survivor. That's right. Um, I just didn't have enough time today and it wasn't on my agenda last night. Um, give me the highlights. Give me the lowlights. If you, if you have them, uh, available to you. All right. So off the top of my head, and I thought this, uh, initially after I watched it, cause I was able to watch it today. And I, to me, the match of the night, other than maybe like the post match stuff was Charlotte Alexa bliss. Wow. That match was I mean, every the show was great, and it was kind of marred by a goofy ending with the uh, with the demon and Roman, which was it's like it's so weird. It's like Bray Wyatt's gone, so we need somebody else to to do goofy music stuff with mid match to put worms on the freaking ring. They didn't do that, but people people listening who watch the show get what I'm trying to say. Uh, but anyway, I'll get to that. Alexa Bliss Charlotte to me was a fantastic match. I loved it. I enjoyed everything about it, except for like the post, the post uh, stuff shenanigans. Charlotte like ripped up uh, whatever the fuck her Nate her doll's name is, Lily, I think it is. And uh, yeah, but to me that was the match of the night. Uh, the Usos Street Profits. I loved it. Uh, I loved. Let's see what else. What, what else? What else? I love. I love the. I love the Roman Finn till the goofy stuff at the end. So if you guys don't know. At the end of the match, Finn was going to go for the coup de gras, and the rope just inexplicably like broke. Not just the rope, like the turnbuckle. Like it was like that ISPW show back in freaking two thousand one. Like the the rope just just broke while he was on the top rope, and then Roman hit him with a spear, and not only in that that I didn't like. I don't I don't mind that the demon lost because I think that just builds Roman's character more to even like he's should he should have been the one if anyone like the undertaker if anyone was gonna beat the demon it should have been roman reigns the rope break was prior to the lights turning red with the heartbeat right no it was after see now in the report i have here it says um he speared him through the barricade. The fans went crazy. Suddenly the lights turned red and a heartbeat and played in the arena. Balor suddenly jumped to his feet and his music yep. started playing. He ran wild and beat down Reigns with a chair around ringside. Yep. Balor then put Reigns through the table. Yep. He sent Reigns back in the ring, climbed to the top rope. Suddenly the top rope broke. And Bal- Balor fell in the ring. The lights turned back on and Reigns hit the spear for the win. There was no explanation why the top rope suddenly broke and the red light made it difficult to watch the last few minutes. Yeah, well, that's, I don't understand. Yeah, that's what happened. Now, when he was standing on the top, the rope just broke, or was it a Mike the, Awesome the, thing? The, the, the red light was still on 
when he was on the top rope. Right. I said that the the, the rope breaking happened you, while the light. You know. You said it. You said it weird. Oh, my apologies. Yeah, the rope break happened because it took a little while, and I thought that maybe just he couldn't see, but then it looked like that. Of course, it was because they were waiting for the rope break because he was up there for a little bit of time. And I thought that maybe he just had trouble seeing, but then obviously we found out once everything just collapsed that that uh that it was for that purpose. So it was goofy, and then the lights came back on, and Roman speared him, and and won the match. So I mean, it was goofy. It was, oh, oh. By the way, we got to mention he was like pulsating on the floor, like he was doing the worm in like solitary motion, like the boom boom, like his like it, it was the goofiest shit I've seen in a while. And completely to me, completely killed off the demon character. Like you, like that's the like that's the goofy shit you don't want to mess with 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 the demon. It was it was bad. Like. I did not enjoy that very much at all. Did it break because he was trying to jump or he was just standing there? Nope, he just... was standing on it. It wasn't he wasn't wow. it, it wasn't even his attempt. It was it just completely just flatlined. So I wonder I wonder during the red lights with the whole distraction if anybody noticed that they gimmicked the uh the turnbuckle because you would have figured at some point during the show that this thing might have come loose, you know? It's well, pretty... here, here here's my thinking. And here's I thought maybe they were like cuz the Usos interfered um and stuff so i thought maybe they would like maybe afterwards they would show like maybe one of them like pull the rope like you're trying to trap a rabbit like you know how you like you pull the like you pull the rope with the end of the box comes down i thought maybe they were going to do that they didn't do it it just they, it just broke ooh piece of candy yeah ooh piece of candy yeah <laughs> i think uh, i think they call that a snare trap exactly Look, no uh no isn't the snare trap the one with the that collapses like a bear that's, no, a that's, a, that's a bear trap. That's a bear trap. Oh, the snare trap is the is the is the circle. I'm talking about like the old school with like a box just falls on you. Yeah, you've uh, got yeah. the stick there holding it up. And when the little yeah. critter goes in, you just yank the string and the box falls. It might it might still be a snare trap. But yeah, it is a snare trap, actually. Um you we had a return, right? Sasha Banks came back uh and, and ruined yeah. this Becky uh Bianca match. Yeah, I I mean all right, this is a throwaway pay per view. We get it. I understand. So, like, you, it's a, it's a, it's a glorified TV show. So, if you want to further a further storyline with me, no problem. I just hate that. First of all, I don't even think they announced the finish. By the way, the ring announcer never said who won. So, I don't know if it, I know Michael Cole may have mentioned a disqualification, but I don't know if it was ever announced uh, by the ring announcer. Uh, Bianca Belair defeated Becky Lynch via DQ. Okay. It was never. It was. It would. There was no official word, by the way. That's, so. that's the official. That's the official. Official. That's what I got. Mm-hmm. Oh, suspect. <laughs> I'd like to get that pick back. Um, <laughs> I mean, we all lost that match. That's the only one Tony lost. I lo- I picked fucking Carmella. I picked the Street Profits. I picked Sheamus. I, I told you, 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 Matt. You gotta. You gotta start. Right, you're, Matt. You you're picked done. Sheamus too, Kevin. No, but you're done. Like you're you're out of it. You have I'm no not, shot. Nothing is over. So you got to start picking with how you actually feel, as opposed to that's how I felt. I don't watch the WWE, so I don't fucking know. Yeah, but don't you, you always say that just because you don't watch it, you still do the research. 
Sure, I didn't have time to do the research, okay. and I don't know how long the fucking Usos are going to be the tag champions for. All right, fair enough. Well played, sir. Well volleyed, sir. Apparently not. I went two and four. I suck. <laughs> well, no, your logic is flawless, though. Uh, anything else of note from the Extreme right. Rule? How was the match? I don't understand. It was Extreme Rules. Was there one no DQ match, and that was the main event? The yep. main event. All right, just making sure because that doesn't make because sense. Because because the women's match ended in a disqualification. Yes, that doesn't make sense in my brains. Yeah, no. Um, so that's WWE Extreme Rules in a yeah. nutshell. Um, yeah, oh, Bobby Lashley uh will be fighting back tonight. We'll be challenging for uh Biggie's championship. That was a weird that was a weird situation. Like I never I didn't expect that match to happen, and all of a sudden it's like the opening of the show, Bobby Lashley. Almost and AJ versus the New Day. It was, it was very weird, very cool. Don't get me wrong; it was fun. It was fun stuff, but just very bizarre. What else? Um, what else can I touch on with uh, AEW or uh, WWE before we move on? Um, well, I'm gonna stay in the WWE bubble, Kevin. While you think about that, do it. Uh, Grand Metalik apparently has asked for his release, uh, stating the lack of opportunities. Good. You could go to Mexico. You can go to Japan. He can do whatever he wants. You guys want a spoiler that came across from tonight? Yes. Because it's Kayla Her Sparks. business is back, baby. Yes, and I, I was calling for this. I am super. Oh yeah. And of course, fucking Milwaukee Tom is posting this exactly the same time that I'm showing you guys. Yes, and I knew it was going to happen because the new day. Oh yeah. New Day! New Day versus Hurt Business? Like, I'm here for it. I think everyone's here for it. I think everyone was... I don't think anyone's recovered from them breaking up the Hurt Business. It was the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. I think Hurt Business versus New Day has the potential to be, like, Wyatt Family Shield good. Exactly. Oh, that's a great call, Tony. You know? And then then you throw in with this draft situation, you throw in the Bloodline, too. Bloodline, Hurt Business bloodline new day new day bloodline it's 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 brand supremacy it's gang warfare Tony. gang warfare again holy shit give it to me wow Wow. well how do you follow up the hurt business coming back wwe and mgm are partnering up for a reboot of the 90s television show american gladiators see i heard about this and i i don't like it wait what yeah where the WWE superstars are the gladiators. All right, let's see. Let's let's let me let me digest this for a second. While while you're digesting, ten yeah. year old me would eat this shit up. Imagine if it was like Bundy and Stud for like Command and Conquer or whatever the thing was, where you got to run fifteen yards and then you got to take the wrestler out of the circle. However, if wrestlers start getting fucking hurt during the show. Oh boy, oh boy! Well, is it wasn't American Gladiators almost kind of more safe than wrestling? Well, don't forget American Gladiators was like big juice heads, and the guys that they brought on that were like athletes were probably half the size of these guys. But oh, by the way, uh, during commercial break, I happened to catch the Miz dancing on Dancing with the Stars. Not good. His first performance was awesome. No, this this one they danced. He danced to nothing but a good time. They were doing the tango to a poison song. Yeah, it was fucking what? terrible. It was so bad. 
All right. So is this just through your eyes? Was it re- well received on the show? Oh, I don't know. I watched it. it yeah, it was. It was all my opinion. I was like, yeah. "This Kevin, is dog Kevin, shit." Are, Kevin, are you watching Dancing with the Stars? Because the no, are- no, I I would though if we weren't doing the show at the exact same time. No, my wife loves that show. She happened to have it on upstairs. It just happened to be that the Miz was performing during the commercial break. So I, I did. I did check it. out his. I checked out his first performance, and pff, it was awesome. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Also, the for asshole. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. That was so weird. All right, so we got outlandish. Let me ask you guys this: Did you see that the the um the preview for this Netflix Escape the Undertaker thing? <laughs> what? So wait, you Tony, you don't know about this? No. What is this? October fifth, there's going to be an interactive film called escape the undertaker where the new day goes into the undertaker's house they have to escape him and it's interactive through netflix like you choose the way they go through this story do we see shadows of the undertaker walking by like the window yelling pizza i don't know but i think this needs to be like a fucking we need to do this together as a group we need to all watch this fucking thing wait when is this this is this is when it drops october 5th on netflix Oh, we might have to do a fucking live watch along on the stream yard for this thing until they fucking shut us down. So choose. Is, is this like a modern day, like choose your own ending storybook? It's like a choose your adventure. Yes. Yeah. Like where you like turn to page 25 if you want to see them go through this door. Yeah. If page... you want the, 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 the uh, trailer is out there. If you want to look it up later, it's escape the undertaker. And it's like, there's fog. And it's like, does does Xavier Woods does he walk through the fog or does he stay with the group and you can like pick which way he fucking goes? This sounds fucking amazing. Yeah, but how does he know? Like how like is he available all the time? Who? I mean how like if, if I pick him to go through the the fog on a Wednesday, what if it's not foggy? Maybe it's foggy on Thursday. It beats me, bro. This 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 might be all taped already, and then they just kind of piece it together. Or is this like going to be like a live thing? No, this is like it's an interactive movie. This has been taped. It's one hundred percent taped. That was just fucking around. See, they they've done this before. Like my kid used to get like the Telltale games. Like they had a Minecraft story adventure where, like you know, you played on the Xbox or you press like X to say one thing or Y to do with something else. And they actually translated it to Netflix, and it worked really well. Just pressing buttons on your remote control on your TV. So who knows? Maybe it's something like that. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the way it's going to be. It should be oh, interesting. It's gonna. It sounds like it's going to be so much fun. It really does. Uh, they <laughs> announced the Royal Rumble will be in St. Louis on January 29th, a Saturday that's a weird, night. That's a weird choice. No, St. Louis on a Saturday. On a Saturday. What the yeah, fuck is with them doing pay-per-views on Saturdays now? It's it's only the big ones though. It's it like wasn't the last one they did they did was uh SummerSlam was a Saturday. Yeah. Is and Survivor so, Series a Saturday? I was just gonna ask that question. Oh, no, Survivor Series is a Sunday. No, because they're doing Survivor Series and Raw at Barclays. So I think it might be a Saturday, Matt. They might no. be doing an NXT that weekend too. Oh my birthday is a Sunday, and that's when Survivor Series is November twenty first. Oh, I know, because when they announced it, I was like, oh, man, 15 years ago, I'd been hyped for this. Not so much now. I wonder, do you guys remember if WrestleMania is going to be two nights again? Are they doing that again? I think they're sticking with that. That's not a bad thing. No, it's not. It's better than a fucking eight-hour WrestleMania. True that. Um, Let's move on from the WWE. 
Uh, I think I mentioned it prior to you joining, Tony. Uh-oh. Uh And for some ungodly reason, I sat oh. through it. <laughs> I, I bitched and I moaned and I wanted the film and the tapes and the matches from Philadelphia from you, fucking July. Were you disappointed? Well, Tony, you'll never guess what they started the show with. Oh, I know. I watched. I watched the first half of the show. Oh, good. Because if <laughs> if you have been following MLW, and if you wanted to know that this feud has been going on since fucking 2019, <laughs> oh, they told us quite a few times. <laughs> we had a bunkhouse brawl match between mm. Team Filthy and the Von Erics. Kit Osborne is now Kit Osborne, but they are continuously referring to him as Lance Von Armstrong. Eric. No, uh, no, it was <laughs> Lance Von Eric's illegitimate son or some shit. Yes, whatever his dumb name was. Look, the match wasn't. I'm, it was fucking Marshall and Ross against Kevin Koo and Kit Osborne or Lance Von Eric's illegitimate son. It was not bad. I would love to sit here and be like, it was the drizzling shits. It was a bunkhouse uh... brawl. I like the finish with the table. I thought Marshall hit a beautiful moonsault. I don't know what you see. You're over there. You're rubbing your eyes. You're taking your glasses off, right? What do you expect from this fucking terrible fucking angle? How is this still going on? I I, I forgot that Dominic Garini was hurt. I forgot that he wasn't involved in all this stuff. I I, oh, I mean, look, Kid, Kid Osborne was fine. Bending over to pick up a donut? Probably. Look, Kid Osborne... He's a little on the small side compared to the beef that was in there. Even even compared to Kevin Koo, who's not really a big dude. But he he actually worked well in the match. I don't think I liked it as much as you did. I thought it was just okay. But I really fucking hope this is it. I really hope this is it. Oh, we're going to get, they got to do the stupid fucking war games that they've been fucking putting off. Until like February now, right? Oh, it's good. The longest feud in professional wrestling is this fucking dog shit. I hate, I hate this feud. Tom Lawler's and his goddamn Daisy Dukes prancing around the fucking ring. Prancing. What are we doing here? (laughs) (laughs) And, And I guess this is like, it's MLW Underground. The fucking, the name MLW Fusion Alpha. What does that even mean? This is the top, bro. This is the tippy top of MLW. It's like fucking Caesar Duran is in charge. It's like fucking Lucha Underground and MLW had a baby. He's got a fucking terrible office. Wait, so is that what they're calling MLW Fusion now? MLW Fusion Alpha? Yep. So it's not like AEW Dark Elevation? Nope. No. It's their actual Fusion is gone. MLW Fusion is gone. It's now Fusion, Fusion Alpha. Hmm. Suspect. We got a women's featherweight division. They announced the participants: Sea Stars, <laughs> Ashley Vox, and Delmi Exo. Yep. Brittany Blake. Yep. Holiday. Yep. Zoe Sky. Yep. Willow Nightingale. Willow. And Nicole Savoy. Savoy. I like Chicken Savoy. Of course you do. Uh, Gino Medino. 
beat Casey Navarro. You know what? I I started watching this and it looked like it was probably going to be a good match. Any any? Uh, it was it? it was a nice high right, flight hard hitting showcase for both. All right, then I'll stop it. We'll stop the music. <laughs> what do you think of them calling the women's division the featherweight division? I don't fucking know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't you think I... the you think the championship belt is going to be like two feathers? <laughs> Be like the diva, the divas title to be like the butterfly. <laughs> oh God! You know what came up in my in my YouTube recommendations this week? I could only I, imagine. Yeah, I don't want to know this, Tony. Wait, I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you. Paige, <laughs> it brought Paige? back so many memories. It's your girl, Paige. Somebody in the comments wrote, "You can pause this video at any time, and it's no less funny than any other spot." The worst. <laughs> You're the worst. Uh, Davey Richards beat TJP. How was that match? It was a good that... match. I enjoyed okay. this very much. Good, good, good. Uh, also, by the way, Matt, not to cut you off, but going back to calling it the featherweight division, terrible idea. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's MLW. What do you, I don't. I don't. I don't. One good that. thing that's happening next week on Fight TV, we're getting Hammerstone and Fatu. For the unification of the National Open Weight and MLW World Championships. Right. That's happening this weekend, and then we'll see it on fight. Yep. Absolutely free of charge, which is going to be awesome. Uh, next week, Alpha will have Hammerstone defend his National Open Weight Championship against Tom Lawler. Arez versus Aramez. Arez, Aramez. And then Alex Kane will be in action. They also revealed the Opera Cup. Um, brackets. Ooh. Ooh. All right. So this I'm intrigued by. So Davy Richards takes on Tom Lawler with the winner moving on to face the winner of Bobby Fish and Lee Moriarty. Ooh, I'm liking this. All right. Yeah, your right is... side of the the right side of the bracket has Calvin Tankman uh, against Matt Cross. Nice. With the winner facing the winner of TJP Alex Shelley. Oh, baby. Yo, this is... Yo, this is loaded, bro. I'm 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 kind of pumped for this now. That's a stacked fucking card, dude. That tournament uh, right there. We will also see <gasps> Los Parks. Yes. With LA Park take on 5150, which is Danny Rivera, Danny Limelight, Slice Boogie, and Julius Smokes. No, what's 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 Danny Limelight's name? Yeah, Rivera, right? Danny yeah. Rivera, yes. Rivera, yes. Uh and you know. I can't wait for that one. That's gonna be fucking hot, dude. Uh, it's all been, it's all but been confirmed, Tony. And I don't know if you're aware, but about this time next week, uh, we will be talking to Alexander Hammerstone. Fuck yeah! Uh, for so, real? For real, bro? Fucking a, dude. So uh, he may or may not be a double champion. He may or I mean, there's no way we're gonna be able to avoid spoilers, right? I don't think we could. This is huge. This is the biggest. This is arguably since MLW restarted the biggest match in MLW history. Do I need to uh, call court myself just to let him know that, you know, we're going to put the cart before the horse and we're going to, you know, spoil everything? I didn't know you had those kind of connections. Listen, between court and Billy and uh, and Tony and everybody Mm. else. Come on. That's right. So so just make sure you're going to put the court before the horse. (laughs) All right. I got to give Kevin that one. I was fucking good. Well, I'm, bra- I'm glad you mentioned the NWA, Tony. 
and your boy Billy, because we got this power surge. We're not even back to NWA power yet. We're just having little surges. <laughs> Tony's still laughing at the court before the horse. Uh, I did like the little surges line too. I, I got to be honest. A little, a little, a little surges. surges. Um, so Colby Carino defeats Marche Rocket. I'm just going to run down the card, and then you could tell me what you liked here. Jax Dane is angry, and he blames Crimson for everything. Of course. Um, <laughs> Camille. Camille. He's talking about how she beat up uh, Melina, and she doesn't see her as a threat, but he, she attacked her anyway because Camille. she was trash talking. Camille. Uh, we had a triple threat match. Sky Blue defeated Thunder Kitty and Tootie Lynn. Uh, Booger Eater was uh, <laughs> something. Uh, he talked about how Nick Aldis was willing to respect Murdoch as uh, Aldis admitted that Murdoch was the better man. Yeah, right he, he respected Murdoch too. Murdoch then moved to talking about the <laughs> Murdoch. Is that like when you jerk off so hard you kill your penis? Murdoch? No, it's when you jerk off the mermaids, stupid. Uh, no, it's just, it's just how you say my dick in the south. Uh, it's just my dick. Yo, suck my dick. <laughs> it's just my dick. Got my dick in my head. Uh, Murdoch. Doc. <laughs> then moved on to talking about potential challengers. He had included the Pope. He talked about the slap fight with Crimson and Dane, saying he enjoys watching a good fight, but he ended up face to face with Dane. Uh, Mims beat Black G's. Yep. That was your power surge. Tony. Tell me about Power Surge now. How, how, uh, how'd you like the show? Kobe Carino and Marche was fine. I thought it was a good match. Uh, I think uh, Kobe winning was, was the right call because uh, honestly, like people fucking hate him, which is amazing. And he's got a great fucking mouth, which is fucking just puts him that much like over the top. So I, I see big things for Kobe. What a long way he's come since that jobber match he had with George South years ago on the fucking Circle Squared thing. God, oh, he's such like so a he's like a different person now. Um, main event, Black G's. You know he wasn't fucking winning this thing, but you know it was it was pretty good overall. There might have been there might have been one spot in that one. Oh yeah, fucking Mims went for a monkey flip and they just fucking completely fell over. I was like, yo, you shouldn't be oh. fucking trying monkey flips, man. You're way too big to be doing that shit. But I get it. They try to make him athletic. Fucking, I don't understand Thunder Kitty, dude. I just. I don't fucking get it. The commentary on this was dog shit where they're trying to say she was wrestling in the 20s. Yeah, I, she's an oldie wrestler, bro. No, she was wrestling in the 20s. She'd be 130 years old. What the fuck? I mean, come on, man. There's a fucking wrestling dinosaur on AEW and Alexa Bliss talks to a doll on WWE. Well, they murdered the doll, so that's probably not going to happen anymore. Look, I get it. I just don't. I don't. I don't. It's not my cup of tea. There you go. Thunder Kitty. <laughs> I don't know. And Thunder Kitty is supposed to be from the 20s, yet she's wearing fucking 70 striped socks with her fucking boots. It's like, come on. Dude. Hold on. You don't know that those socks weren't around in the 20s. Oh, come on, dude. Three three color striped socks in the fucking 20s. You got to be shitting me. He might. She might have been ahead of her time, <laughs> he, man. He, he might. He might have been. We don't know how old Tony is. He might have been around in the 20s. Nah, dude. If you're going to play that gimmick, just wear the fucking boots and, and the ankle boots and that's it, dude. Just fucking whatever. I don't know. Sky Blue won, so good on her. I like her. She's fucking good. So, um, No offense to the guys that do the podcast after NWA, but I really did not want to oh. sit through listening to fucking interviews with this guy, so I didn't watch any of that shit. I didn't watch the interview with Jack Stane. I didn't watch the interview with Trevor Murdoch. 
Uh, and Camille, like, I don't, I just didn't care, dude. Like, I, I completely skipped all the fucking interviews. So, wow. I guess, I guess, fuck on me. But I just, I really didn't give a shit. Um, the one thing I am still wondering: we have a main event for the fucking pay per view this weekend, and nothing else. What pay per view this weekend? Isn't the fucking NWA pay per view this weekend? I thought it was like October twenty third. Oh, so it's like two more. Oh, all right. So maybe it's next weekend. I, yeah, I'm thinking it's look, October already. <laughs> I know. I know your concerns. Now the booger eater is the champion. The NWA just crumbles. I understand. But we haven't gotten to that point yet. All right. So you're no. good. Yeah. Just, no just, hot, no hot shots here. No hot shots with the booger eater. Let me ask you a question. So they call the 10 pounds of gold sweet Charlotte, right? right. I get it. Do you like that they call the women's championship the Burke? I fucking detest it. Why? Burke sounds fucking stupid. And not, not just the fact that it, it makes you think of KP Burke. I guess. Well, it. I mean, he's a fucking idiot anyway. But even aside from that fact, I just like, why not just call it the Mildred? What's the difference? Or call it the Millie, something like that. Why the Burke? The Burke just it doesn't roll off the tongue. The Millie sounds like the girl who steals your fucking lunch money and sticks gum in your hair. <laughs> no, the Millie sounds like the girl that fucking pretends she knows how to sing. Get it? Girl, you know it's true. Millie Vanilli? <laughs> I Dude, the same reaction from both of you. You both lean the same way with the fucking hand in the head. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> The Millie. I just don't like the Burke. I don't like the Burke. I'm sorry. All right. I'm all for tradition. I'm all for like the heritage and 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 the history and all that. But the the Burke. Ugh. 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 Call it the Moolah. The Moolah sounds better. Like, give me the Moolah. I want to win the Moolah. You know. <laughs> yeah, but she's like the she was like the worst. I know. She was I know. Pimping out them bitches. It's a shame they didn't fuck it. That May Young never won that championship. They called it the May. The May sounds cool. Like, the yeah. May sounds cool. Yeah, like the May Young. Yeah, the May. I won the May Young. Yeah. You're fucking weird, bro. <laughs> I, I mean, try. WWE already did it with the classic. I know. Whatever. Right. Whatever. Uh, I got to watch some Ring of Honor this week. Um, I've been way behind, so this will be real quick to blow through. Uh, Brian Johnson defeated PJ Black in a pure rules match. Brian Johnson says PJ Black's the only person he respects in Ring of Honor. Ooh. Uh, Brian Johnson cheated to win, and PJ Black tipped his cap to him and said, "I taught you well." And they shook hands. And really, that was something Brian Johnson doesn't do. So uh, he's up in the pure rules division. Uh, and then the main event was Brody King, Jay Lethal, Kenny King, and Shane Taylor in a four-way dance. Uh, and Brody King, fucking hit the nastiest lariat I've seen in a long time uh, to knock out Shane Taylor and pin him. So uh, post-match, it looked like they might have something one-on-one uh, -on -one set up in the future. So uh, I'm way behind on Ring of Honor. I still haven't watched Death Before Dishonor, uh, but I had time today to finally catch up on Ring of Honor TV, and I enjoyed it. So uh, in the next couple days and weeks, I'm going to try and get uh, all caught back up into that. Uh, so that's Ring of Honor in a nutshell. Uh, Kevin. I know you watched a shitload of wrestling this week. You want to go NXT or you want to go to Impact? Uh, probably Impact because I don't really remember a whole lot of NXT. I do remember. I know we have a new Cruiserweight champion, Roderick Strong, defeated Kushida. 
and that match was a banger. Yeah, so, uh, week week two of uh, NXT 2.0. Yep, and they cut they cut. I don't know if he did it or they <clears throat> told him to, but they cut Joe Gacy's hair. Yeah, I heard there was a lot of issues with his gimmick too. Like it's no longer right. Yeah, he's no longer like the scary, weird like uh, guy that we knew on uh, from CZW or any place that he performed, uh, or even when he first started on two, uh, first started on two hundred five live. And stuff. So now he's like, I feel like he's gonna be like kind of like a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde kind of guy. So NXT yeah, no. started, but I'm sorry, Matt. Go ahead. I think they got rid of it though. The, the whole gimmick's gone now. Already? Yes. Since Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, they pulled everything. So all right. So I don't remember this specifically, but there was something that was made me do like a head turn so is that why or they just don't like the gimmick i don't know it's uh, so his ex this is his promo nxt 2.0 is full of conflict from the smallest micro aggression to the most oh because he was aggressive uh what so when when do men stop having to be aggressive towards women or something like that go ahead matt i'm sorry yeah, this is a place where we settle our differences. I come to you tonight with a mindset of conflict resolution where I don't need to use my male privilege to get what I want. I understand, just like you, that life isn't fair. I believe that we can all achieve unity and tolerance for us all, and I can be the man that will show you when, uh, show you we can achieve peace in this safe space and starts tonight. The article goes on to read, well, it seems WWE may have decided this wasn't a good idea after all because all clips of the promo and the match have been taken down from social media and YouTube. Yeah, it was the male privilege line that that made me tilt my head. And I believe I actually like texted Kate like literally when it happened. I was like, "Ooh, male privilege, male, male privilege, probably not the best li- line to use. And uh, and so if they did like. And then he 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 wrestled him out. I think he lost to Cameron Grimes, I believe. You are um, correct, sir. So it it was it made that was the line that made me cringe a little bit. But it also kills me for for Joe because Joe is such a good dude, and and I hope that he finds something there. I don't think I don't think they cut him or released him. It wasn't his line. They wrote it no, for no, him. But I think that character is just either going to be retooled or it's completely scrapped and he's gonna have to come up with a different character yeah it was it was weird to me like it it, it kind of felt to me like he was like going for like some like sort of weird like i'm like a you know good like nice like doctor type guy but then i'm also like a crazy fucking like almost like a bray wyatt sort of deal like i feel like we keep bringing that back because i feel like that's what wwe feels like they still need is that kind of character but yeah it uh, the male privilege line really made me turn my head and i'm just like ooh especially after the the dark side stuff aired it was like uh probably not the best timing for that kind of line not that there ever is but that was very bizarre um so yeah so that was something very cool uh, not not cool but the opening was the, all the young guys from NXT and then Pete Dunne comes out does all this stuff and you know they get into a big old fight ski so Matt, I'll let you uh, I'll let you dictate, and I'll I'll try to tell you what I know about it. That's no, funny. It's funny. Kevin mentions all the new guys. Like if I printed up NXT results from three weeks ago, I would notice everybody here. I notice. I don't I don't know who Dante Chen is. I don't know who Trey Baxter is. I don't know who Electra Lopez is. Odyssey Jones. Uh, yeah. I know who's in a Toxic Attraction. 
I only know who Braun Breaker is because of all the the press yeah. he's been getting. Rich Holiday, obviously, but there's what do we got? Uh, Cam- Carmelo Hayes is uh Killer Casanova, right? Trick yeah. Williams, I don't know who that is. Brooks Jensen, no idea. So it's they've they've really retooled NXT. I mean, we talked yeah. about it last week, Tony. I think you were gone when we were talking about this. Uh, any thoughts on the Braun Breaker? Yeah, that's a fucking stupid name, and it was a stupid idea for them to do that. How you're giving a Steiner the next generation on a silver platter, and you just fucking Braun Breaker? Come on, come on. God. Bo Dallas, Joe, had, uh, Curtis Axel, Michael McGillicuddy. Ugh, so fucking bad. Husky Harris. Like, so done. bad. Uh, Tony, uh, sorry, Kevin. I think you mentioned the highlight of the show, though. Roderick won the NXT Championship, and then I no, think Bron- the cruiser, the, the cruiserweight championship. Cruiserweight, I'm sorry. And then, um, Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa beat Pete Dunne and Rich Holiday with a little help from Kyle O'Reilly. So it really looks like they're strapping this rocket to this uh, to Steiner's kid, huh? Mojo 2.0, baby. He's a big boy. He's a real yeah, big I mean- boy. Listen, I, I got nothing against them, but it's just like it's it's 2.0, it's a rebranding, so you gotta make a new guy, but like and it's it's hundred percent gonna be he's gonna be Champa for the for the championship. Now, can you do a takeover around that? Will people will people still go to MSG or to, to the Barclays Center or to or to any of these places to watch this NXT? One hundred percent. No, the I heard the original thought when he was going to appear was because uh, you know the Steiner's real last name is Rex Steiner, which is why you get Rick Steiner. Um, they were actually going to go with Rex Steiner, but somebody thought it sounded too much like his like shoot name, so they didn't want that to happen. Of course, so they came up with some other nonsense. Just makes absolutely no sense, dude. Rex Steiner is a fucking great name for a beast like that. Yeah, and that's and 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 that's not his real name, so you could still have the trademark for it. Yeah, Rex Steiner. It's a fuck. It'd be a fucking amazing name. And the dude's the dude is got. He's agile too, man. You ever see that fucking uh, DDP yoga video? He's in. He's in one of the workouts. He does the fucking handstand on his forearms and shit. Yo, boy's got some fucking talent. He's got some strength too. That uh, uh, Aunt Russ from the Mark Order podcast. His girlfriend was doing some DDP yoga today with uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, nice. you posted that picture, didn't you, Tony? Yes, Jade Cargill is one of the more recent people to join uh, the DDPY bandwagon. Why does Mark Marrow look like the clown from Asbury Park? <laughs> what? It's funny that you mentioned that. That's really fucking good, actually. Uh, you're talking about Tilly, of course. Save Tilly. That that was a thing for a yes. while. Anyway, he even back when he first started as Johnny B. Bad, like I always thought he had like fucking face work to look like fucking like what's his name? Little Richard. <laughs> yes, bro. His, his I I know it's him. It just his face looks completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking weird. Well, next week on NXT or tomorrow, it's Zoe Stark and Io Shirai defend the women's tag team titles oh. against Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, which is uh, um, oh, Studio Art's ex wife, um, Priscilla. Oh, Priscilla. Oh, Priscilla. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know who JC Jane Art's ex wife. 
forgot our name of the episode. No, they got they got like a three woman faction there. Yeah, the toxic attraction. Yeah. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez defends against Frankie Monette, uh, which is uh, which was Ty- actually supposed to happen last night, actually, or last week, if I'm not mistaken. And it got pushed. yeah, and they moved it for some reason, right? Yeah, I think so. And then uh, Roderick defends his title against Garrison Waller. Oh, Garrison, yeah. Mm, I, I don't know who that up. is either. I have no fucking idea either. I wonder they're, if that's. Let's see. They're really. I think, fucking... I think it's Bischoff's kid. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're really retooling fucking two point oh. I Kevin looks that up. Um, oh, there's some fucking tools down there in NXT. Toolbox. Hey yo. Uh, oh fuck, Tony. Nah, I'm not. I'm not even about looking it up. I don't even care. What right. I say? Toolbox. No, you said something yeah. before, and it, it. I. I think it's something I want to bring up, but I. I think it's already out the window, but we'll I'll try and Jade Cargill, back. Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, the Steiners, nice. DDP Yoga. I don't know. <laughs> Tommy Young. Uh, Impact Wrestling, Kevin. Um, I'm going to run. I'll run through the matches and then you tell me your highlights, lowlights. Uh, David Finley beats Haiku Leo. Well, I think the lead is who returned to Impact Wrestling. Uh, and that would be Rohit's, uh, Rohit's buddy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Not Christopher Daniels, who who showed up at Impact Wrestling at the end to help uh, Christian Cage against Ace Austin and Fulton. So that was a big surprise to see Christopher Daniels back in the Impact Zone for the first time in a very long time. Yeah, that's great. Christopher Daniels back in a wrestling ring. I don't think anyone's going to say no to that, right? Yep. Which actually kind of leads me into my top five, but we can wait till nice. next. Yep. Um, I was interested to see Rohit wrestling Cardona's girlfriend. Yep. Uh, and he won. He beat her with the help of a returning uh, Desi uh, Hit Squad member. Yeah, wait, Ro- Rohit wrestled. Wait, wait, Rohit wrestled Chelsea Green. That's right. Yes. All right, keep going. <laughs> don't you keep dare going. besmirch! Don't you dare besmirch the name of the future Mrs. Cardona, Kevin. How how long before you're part of Brian Myers' learning tree? See, I we were, we talked about this. Who did? And uh, oh yeah, yeah. He he wants me. He he Pronouns, wants me to. Bell. He wants uh, Brian Myers wants me to be a part of the learning tree. I just don't know if I can commit to another another education. I spent a lot of money on my college. You know, I went and so like I don't I don't think I could afford Brian Myers. Uh, um, I mean, Zicky Dice is is as is is full of money. He could do it. Uh, uh, Sam Beal has all that uh, Family Matters money when he played uh, Little Richie Cunningham. Um, I I don't know who he, Lemons somebody Sandy Lemons is the other guy. I don't even know who that is. But, but VSK on the other hand is a made man, and VSK was Brian Myers' partner, and the Jabronis screwed it up, and they lost to the Soldiers, Willie Mack and and uh, Rich Swan. So they lost. Yeah, I can't afford it. I can't afford Brian Myers' learning tree. Uh. Oh, uh, Brian Myers and VSK lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, wow, VSK lost the... on Impact and he lost on AEW in one week. Yeah. Guys making towns, crazy town. That crazy is that times. is fucking nuts. Uh, Mickey James. It looks like her and Deanna Peraza were on a collision course for Bound for Glory. Yep. Oh, awesome segment. I think we all saw it coming. And this is we mentioned before about like storytelling and 
Macho Man in the 80s and then Hogan. This has been like the longest. This has been a great story that they're telling. And it makes perfect sense for it to finish at Bound for Glory. I love it. I love Mickey James. I love Deanna Perazzo. It's uh, it's absolutely perfect. Across promotions, too. That's right. Um, it looks like we're getting, uh, well, since Alexander is doing the option C, He's vacating the X division title tournament starts this week that's right. uh, and we to crown a new X division champion. And last week's guest. That's right. Saying, look at you. Look at you. He will be part of a three-way dance with Laredo kid and Trey Miguel to find out who advances in this uh, X division tournament. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. I didn't know that by the way. I didn't know. No, it, I didn't know it either. Yeah. I think Christian versus Josh Alexander is going to be a great fucking match. I'm That's with you on that. Fantastic. Yeah. Josh, I, Alex, Josh Alexander is poised to be the face of this company. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not calling it now because I know, like, we'll probably wind up picking it. I guess it's a pay per view if it's not one of those like impact nope. specials. Pay per view. I would not be surprised if they pull the trigger on Josh Alexander. They 100 percent will. So I'll say it right now. That's my pick. Oh fuck! You no, know, I'm with. I think I said it last week, and I'm with Kevin. I think that's the way to go too. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, anything else from Impact before we move on? Um. Violent by Design cut a, a very nice promo backstage, uh, talking about the how they turned on Rhino, but they didn't really turn on Rhino because it's violent, so you have to either accept it or or move on. Uh, so that was great. We mentioned the Cardona stuff. We mentioned the Myers stuff. Uh, we mentioned the Rohit and Raj Singh returning to the Hit Squad. The main event: Christopher Daniels returns. Uh, Ace Austin uh, is again is going to be. He was trying to get in a. In Josh Alexander's way. No, I think that's pretty much. Oh, the women's tag team uh, title uh, title stuff. Um, we will have next week. We will have uh, Madison Rain and Emma versus Rachel Ellering and uh, uh, God Tri- uh, Parker. What's her name? Uh, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace. Real name I think is like Trish Parker or something for yep. uh, the for the shot at the uh, the women's tag title. So. Listen, it, it was a fun. It was a fun watch, man. And I, I recommend anyone that watches it. It's so it stinks that it's off Twitch, but that's that is what it is. Uh, I think uh, Mox, Mott Spock has a point. Josh Alexander, Wrestler of the Year across all promotions. I agree with that. You can make the argument for that, absolutely. I yeah, I don't think that's such a stretch. Uh, moving on, uh, of course, you know I have to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. The G One Climax is taking place right now. Oh fuck. Uh, I heard something about our fucking boy. Do you have that in the news, or did you talk about that last week? Who's our boy? Fucking Naito. Naito's out, bro. He's what out. What the fuck happened, dude? Um, he injured his left knee. Uh, I think it was a work shoot type of deal. His left knee oh. toe? Oh, fucking hell. Uh, so <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. worked it over during night one of the G1, and then Naito suffered damage to his left meniscus and MCL. He is out of the tournament. So that means everyone in block A automatically gets a win. So does that mean Bad Luck Fale has got a win now? Uh, if bad, bad Luck Fale is not in the tournament, Tony, so oh, no. <laughs> Uh, but that means Great Okan, Toriyano, Kenta, Yu- Yujiro Takahashi, Kota Ibushi, Big Tom Ishii, Zack Sabre Jr., Shingo, and uh, Tongaloa all have all got two points. Good. As long as your fucking idiot friend Tai Chi didn't get a win. How dare Tai Chi is in block B, and how dare you disrespect him? So in that place, there are special matches that take place now every night. So uh, you still get to see these. Um, 
see these guys perform. So everyone who was supposed to face Naito on the night they were supposed to face him now has a special singles match, which fucking worked out for night five because Shingo and fucking Yuji Nagata, bro, go out of your way to find that match. There's really it was fucking awesome, dude. It was such a great match. Um, uh, night three happened the other night. Uh, Great Okan beat Toriyano. Kenta oh. beat Yujiro. Kota Ibushi beat Big Tom. Zach, oh. J- Zach Sabre Jr. beat Shingo Takagi. Whoa! Uh, this is turning into the Zach Sabre Jr. Invitational. He is putting on a fucking clinic, dude. They're building him back up. A clinic. Because in night five, he also beat Kota Ibushi. Holy mm. shit, dude. Uh, the Great Okan in night five, Block A defeated Yujiro. Toriyano beat Tangaloa. Uh, Kenta beat Tamahiro Ishii in Kenta's best match in a long time in New Japan. Um, and then Block B, night four, uh, Tony's fuckboy beat Hiroki <laughs> Goto. Uh, that's Hiroshi Tanahasho. No, not this. Stupid. Yeah, whatever. Yes. That's what I was doing. Go fuck face, go. Go ease. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> go fuck face go. Uh, Tamatango, Tamatango beat Chase Owens. Jeff Cobb beat Yoshi Yoshihashi. Hashihashi. And Taichi beat Sonata. Oh, fuck that guy. And Okada beat Evil. I'm done with Evil. I'm done with this Evil shit. Yeah, me too. It's fucking, it's ter- every match with Dick to go. It's yep. the worst. Who doesn't like Dick to go? Come on. Hmm. Great point. Uh, so this is what Block A looks like. Great Okan has eight points. Fuck! He's and Tony, you know, in the South they call him Merdick to go. <laughs> uh, Zach Saber Jr. is undefeated with six points. Toriano has six points. Kenta has six points. Shingo has four. Yujiro has four. Abushi has four. Tangaloa has two. Big Tom has two. Naito, he's out. In the B block, Jeff Cobb, Taichi, and Okada are all undefeated. They're all two and zero. Evil. Tanahashi, Sonata, Tamatango all have two points. And Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, and Chase Owens are putting up zeros. Uh-huh. Uh, night six takes place Wednesday night. Uh, so we'll get Wednesday night. We'll get Thursday night. Um, Friday, Sunday, Monday. And then we'll see a little bl- a little break in the G1. So we'll see where that gets us. Uh, they keep announcing bangers for the Philadelphia shows uh, for the New Japan Strong Showdown. Uh, they just added Moxley and Kingston against Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer to a card that already has Will Ospreay against Alex Zane and Jonathan Gresham against Alex Coughlin. Uh, also, Suzuki Dickinson the night before, along with Juice Robinson and El Fantasmo. Knock, knock. Who's there? Dickinson. Dickinson who? Dickinson, you dickhead. <laughs> oh, by the way, Fantasmo showed up, uh, returned to Impact Wrestling, by the way. Nice. Yeah. To I like help the fin- juice, uh T- take out Finn Juice with uh, Bullet Bay and uh, Tama, uh, whatever, uh, Tangaloa. I don't know his name. So, so that's Matt's back. Pe- Matt's Pizza just arrived. <laughs> oh, he's calling that. me. Hello. Hello. What's speak- happening? Hello. Speak to me. Hello. What's going on here? If you're not going to talk, I'm going to hang up. What's, I don't know. what's what's literally happening? Matt stopped to take a call. Well, Kev, if you want, I got some music. You can tell us what your top five is going to be. Oh, baby. Let me get the music going. A little bit over here. I thought he was really calling you. No. 
All right, so Tony, I mentioned earlier on Impact Wrestling that Christopher Daniels returned to Impact, and the forbidden door that you love is so wide open. And so I was thinking to myself, who could be five guys from AEW that might benefit from showing up at Impact and wrestling for Impact Wrestling? So this is a top five, uh, completely subjective. So if you have someone that I think uh, could be good and I and I didn't have it, I will completely put this on your list. They are all singles competitors, except for maybe one, which I have listed as a single, but it would be a tag team. Uh, so there are five wrestlers who I think would be benefited from wrestling on Impact Wrestling. Ooh, um... I'm going to start with the local boy. I'm going to go Joey Janela. Tony, ring that bell, baby. Tony, Joey Janela comes in at number two. Oh, number two. Wow. That's right. I love Joey. Uh, we take the world of him. I think I, I would love to see him more on my TV. So I think impact would be incredible for him. Probably have to tone it down a little bit. But other than that, I think it'd be awesome for uh, for impact. Now, you Matt, said any uh, guests? Uh, Matt's kind of off in another world okay no problem um, no problem no problem um you said not a tag team but maybe a tag team they're a tag team but i have them at, you know what? we'll put it as a tag team i have the one guy but i feel like both would be good on the team you, you, both would you be think, good at impact are you thinking uh silver and reynolds tony ring the bell <laughs> johnny silver and alex reynolds i think would be tremendous for Impact Wrestling in a very, very crowded tag team division on AEW. Let them, let them go to Impact and just work some great matches with the tag teams they have there. So, Tony, you're two for two right now, baby. What number were they? What number were they? They were number four. Okay. All right. Um. So, you, you got four and let's, two. Let's I think see. The, I think who, the other three are going to be kind of tough. Who is in? So, if, if you're thinking kind of tough, then I'm not going to say Sunny Kiss. I would think no, maybe. I wanted to put Sonny Kiss on the list, but I I didn't. Fair enough. Um, hmm. I don't know uh, if you'd put Kip Sabian and, on there. And, and these no, go ahead. What no, are you saying? And, and some of these people, actually, the rest of the three are pretty are pretty prominently featured. Uh one was just on Rampage on Friday, and it's I think it's uh they're they're not hurting, but I feel like I would like to see them on impact. Sorry about that. I had to take no a problem. You're good. From the wife. Uh, what's the top five list, Kevin? I'm sorry. No problem. All right. So Tony already got two of them. I heard Joey Janela and John Silver. Yeah, it's who I would like to see from AEW on Impact Wrestling, and who I think could benefit the most from it whether it's working on their in-ring stuff whether it's getting more tv time the, the categories the, the the criteria is endless all right and janela was three and what was johnny silver no janela was, two. was two johnny silver and, John and alex reynolds were four or four and all the other guys are singles there's no more tag teams all right uh, so well one one is a tag team but he's not he, one one is part of a tag team but he's the tag team's not there just him okay. um sunny kiss no, tony we, guess yeah. tony okay. guess sunny kiss and sorry. no 
as much as uh, I wanted to put him uh, put Sonny on the list, it just didn't work out. Can I get a Jack Evans? You cannot get a Jack Evans. Okay, it's gonna be tough. <sighs> How about Eddie Kingston? Eddie Kingston's in a great spot right now, so no. Yeah, but you did say people that were in a great spot you're, were on you're, the list. You're very right. I didn't. Well, used Eddie Kingston's in a great spot. Other these other people are used, and one. Like I said, I told Tony one was on Rampage on Friday. Um, actually, two were on Rampage on Friday, I believe, and uh, one hasn't really been seen. But I think he would be. The, uh, the most beneficial of time and impact Ricky Starks thought about Ricky Starks. I really wanted Ricky Starks. Cause I have no idea what they're doing with Ricky Starks. He was on commentary on rampage. I don't know if he's still what, what he's doing. So no, I thought about him now. Close. Hmm. Close. Brian cage. No. Uh, powerhouse guy. Hobbs. That's the other guy. Powerhouse Hobbs. Is a guy who I think would murder on Impact Wrestling. So Powerhouse Hobbs is number five. Will Hobbs, okay. right? Will is his first name, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Somebody that's been on. Wow. Um. Somebody who would benefit. Remember the hints I told you before. Yeah, but I don't know who was on fucking Rampage or whatever. <laughs> Matt would know that better than I would. <laughs> uh, women on the list? No women. No which, women. Okay. Which, yeah, I didn't mean to do it that way. It just That's just, fine. It's your yeah. list. Your rules. Oh, boy. Any ideas, Matt? Lance Archer. No. I think he's awesome where he is. <sighs> oh, how about Kazarian? Kazarian is on Impact. What? What? No, that's Daniels. No, Kazarian has been on Impact the last. Has he been? Like, like the last month. Oh, yeah. Um, Matt Hardy. I... Negativo. Hmm. Luchasaurus. Negativo. Huh. Orange oh, Cassidy. Oh. God, this is gonna be bad. No, uh, no. Trent Beretta. Oh, but that would be Trent. good. Chuck Taylor. No, no, no. All right, we're missing Tony, two. Can you, play, can you play the music again? <laughs> what the whole like the opening of the show? Or you... Uh, come on. He was on it. He was on Rampage. He was on Rampage. It's or no, was he on Dynamite? I see him Punk. It's not on Dynamite. Was it Rampage? Cody Rhodes. No, fuck no! It's not he's Dobby. Part, is it Dobby? It's not Dobby. He's part of a tag team too. He may have been. It may have been Impact actually. I mean, it oh, may have Mark, been a. It may have been Dynamite. I thought it was Rampage though. Mark Quinn or one of those guys. No, but that would be a great. If I pick tag teams, I would love for them to be there. It's not Dobby. It's not Sting. Is it Sting? It's not Sting. Sting. It's not that Dante Wilder guy that his brother's been hurt, is it? Dante Martin. Whatever. Dante Martin, top flight. No. No. Um, Guy's a veteran. Big show. Well. No. I like you. I wouldn't hate that either, though. 
Adam Cole and the Young Bucks against Jurassic Express and Christian. Powerhouse Hobbs against CM Punk. There's a women's match. There's a lights out match. Maybe it was maybe it was dynamite then. Miro? No. It was a tag match. He was Kevin hates no. Miro. No, it was dynamite. It was it, it was dynamite then. There's only there was a tag match on dynamite. It was FTR against Sting and Darby Allen. Then it was Rampage then. Because this team this team fought on and they had oh I know hundred percent know what it was. Yeah, it was Rampage. Is it Santana and Ortiz? Is it the Butcher and the Blade? All right, I'll tell you. Uh-oh. The tag match I'm talking about was Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And Scorpio Sky, I think, would be a top guy. Uh, you know what? I can't argue that one. That's a great point. I can't believe I forgot that match. And Impact Wrestling. So that's you know what it not- is? I don't. I don't think I consider Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page to really be a team. Like I don't know. I still think of them as singles guys. You know, like but no, I get they it. They're a team, but they got Dan Lambert behind them. They got. They, they had a whole huge segment that was oh, was just Dan Lambert. Holy shit, Matt! How did that go? How did that come across live? By the way, that whole segment at the post match was dog shit. <laughs> All the fucking MMA people coming out of the fucking crowd, and they were, and then Jericho was just waiting to punch him while just like. Yeah, it was not good. I'm not. I like the. I like Dan Lambert with Men of the Year. I hate this MMA thing. Mm-hmm. He always seems to find a way back in, though. What number was Scorpio Sky? Number three. Ooh, so we didn't get number one yet. You didn't get number one. Is it Jake Hager? <laughs> it's not Jake Hager. He was Wardlow. Th- this per no. This yeah no. Great guess. That's a that's really good. That's a really good choice too, though. This guy who's oh. also. Also been around for a very long time. Phoenix. No. No? No. This guy's been around for a long time. He's probably in the same breath as Scorpio. If you can't get it, I'm going to give you the greatest hint ever. Mark Henry. No. What are you checking? Is it Dustin? No. Green, QT green. Marshall. No. He's been around a long time. Sammy Guevara? No, I thought about him, but no. All right, I give up. <laughs> All right, let me tell you this, Tony. If this was a top 10 list, he would be number 10. Oh, fucking Sean Spears. There you go, Sean Spears. Number you know one. I can't hate on it. I can't. Sean Spears would definitely uh, it would do him some good to have some experience and impact. All right. So just to recap, top five people I would love to see in Impact Wrestling to open the forbidden door. Will Hobbs, number five. Johnny Silver and Alex Reynolds at number four. Uh, Scorpio Sky, number three. Joey Janela, the bad boy at number two. And number one, Sean Spears. You know what, dude? That was a good list. I can't hate on that list at all. That was a good list. You could you could probably cherry pick a million more, but that's what I came up with. No, but those were good calls. Those are absolutely good calls. All right, I got three more things I want to talk about. They're pretty short. All right, hurry up. I'm fucking, I want to punch Ooh. out. I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, this piece of shit's in the hospital. Uh, Superstar Billy Graham. I just don't like him because he tried to fondle my wife at their wrestling okay. show. All right, we get that. Uh, but he was hospitalized in the last week with, with heart issues. Um, 
He wrote, hi, fans, there will be no wrestling post tonight. Just a statement from me. I'm currently having heart problems, which is the title of this message. I'm getting ready to go to the Mayo Clinic to be checked out. I'm not feeling well. If the hospital admits me, which I'm sure they will for future testing tomorrow, I will have Mike, my Facebook administer, uh, administrator, give you an update. So superstar Billy Graham, he's 70, 78, and he was in a hospital. Uh, I haven't heard anything otherwise. Okay. Story number two. Uh, story number two. Did you see our friend Kiwi uh, on on the the? Yes. Uh, Starting shit with bitch Bagwell wearing our shirt. Isn't it funny how two two of the fucking funniest guests and like most historical guests probably. I mean, Buff Bagwell was the whole thing where Eric Bischoff was going to hire him for Impact, and Bischoff came out and said, "I don't know where he got this from or who he heard this from, but there was no way we were hiring him," and fucking. Calling him out for being a bitch because he was calling out Kiwi wearing a pink and black shining wizard shirt. Fantastic. Yeah, it was very entertaining. Kevin sent an awesome picture. I guess it was on his Facebook too. Uh Kiwi, Alan Funk's Facebook. And it's him, Teddy Long, Rick Steiner, yep. Scott Steiner. Um and I think that's fantastic. uh uh Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. Sarge, oh, yeah. if you will. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't. Re- I didn't recognize one guy in that picture. I don't think the guy. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is behind Teddy Long either. He has an Instagram, but he has no posts, so I don't know who it is. All right, all right. And story number three. Uh, yeah. Did, did you guys watch the Dark Side of the Ring? Negative. Yes, I did. I watched it this afternoon. It uh, is. Can't, I mean, I get it. He had his issues, but holy fuck, dude! All right. So let me ask you this, guys. Tony, let me ask you this real quick. Did they paint it out to be? Was it like I don't I don't know how to say this? Who do they who do they pick depict as like? Was it did they depict Canyon badly, or did they or did they depict other people badly? I wouldn't say they depicted anyone particularly badly. I think it's it's a tough watch because. Canyon clearly had some other shit going on aside from the fact that he was that he was gay. I right. mean, the fact that he really was embarrassed and inf- and afraid to come out with that fact like really fucked with him. And bro, like I don't know whether you like fucking uh sinister minister or not, but if half of the stories are true that he told, man, Canyon just fucked with him nonstop, dude. Tone, nonstop. Uh, Matt, safe to say is this the darkest side of the ring that we've seen, like the darkest side this season. Is this is season three, the darkest side? I feel, uh, I feel like they're getting way more, way more like, like deep into like, just like, like it just seems so much more. It seems so negative as opposed to just trying to explain stuff. Yeah. But, but it's, but the, the truth behind it is negative. It's the dark side of the ring. Yeah, like here's Chris right. Canyon. He's beloved. By all his peers, but he is battling the fact that he is a uh, a homosexual in 2000. He's a, even before in 2000 because they go through the story. Yeah. He's afraid to, to come out and he feels like if he comes out, they'll fucking ostracize him from the world of professional wrestling. He's also bipolar, which we don't find out until after he's taken his own life. Right. So yeah. he's like they're like, as Tony said, like sinister minister James Mitchell is telling these stories and a if you don't know that he's bipolar, you're like, this guy's a fucking maniac. Yep. Yep. But he's just going through these. He's battling. He's 
working for WCW. He's got the spotlight on him. He's trying to hide the fact that he's a homosexual in a business that in 1997, 98, 99, 2000 is not going to accept that. And it was fucking making him a ticking time bomb. Yep. I just feel like dark side is going like way more dark than like it ever has before. And plus, plus we heard from the young bucks who were friends of his. We heard from Luke Hawks, who was a friend of his and like Luke Hawks even told the story. They literally had to restrain him to keep him from doing something stupid. Like they duct taped him to a chair until he fucking calmed down. He's like, and this was, he's like, this shit happened all the time. He was texting the young bucks that he was going to end his life. Like just fucking crazy shit, dude. Crazy shit. Quick trivia question, guys. Do you remember the tag team that Chris Canyon was in in WCW and who his partner was in the yeah, early nineties? Yes. It was men at work. And I forget who his partner was. Cause they showed a clip of it in the video. Uh, there, was there was a reference to it too. A couple. Who is also ago. no longer with us, by the way. Unfortunately, it wasn't Van Hammer. No, I think he's still alive. Van Hammer. Yeah, Van Hammer's still alive. He's just he's in jail arrested. somewhere, though, yeah, isn't he's he? Getting arrested for fucking DUI. It's not Chris Champion. Nope. Oh, the fucking name's on the tip of my tongue. Go ahead, Kev. Starts with an starts with an M. Mm, Marche Rocket, Men at Work, uh, Mims. No, it uh, was uh, Men at Work was uh, Chris Canyon and Mark Starr. Oh, fuck yeah. That was yep. it, Mark Starr. Fucking yep. <laughs> uh, that, I know um, it, it's, look, it's a good watch. It's a tough watch. I mean, you know, the stuff with him on the Howard Stern show with John Cena saying he was no good and then Ric Flair calling and saying he was no good, It's it's hard oh, to God. listen to. Just keeps well, getting but then again, but then again, fucking Canyon at one point was like, oh, they fired me because I was gay. And, and even Mitchell was like, that was bullshit because he never came out until after he was fired anyway. Right. No, so, I know it's. But dude, oh, Kev, no. like he was so paranoid, like when they were moving him out of his apartment, somebody dropped one of the boxes and all of his gay porn collection fell out. And he, he fucking gave James Mitchell a script. That he had to fucking call his friend to ask him, like, oh, in the move, did you did you come across like some materials? They were mine that he was holding for him or some shit. Like just fucking like completely paranoid about being found out. Yeah, so he was that nervous about getting outed. Yeah, hundred percent. That's gotta be fuck that's gotta be brutal. Uh, yeah. Definitely has to take its toll. A hundred percent. I know they're doing a FMW next week or this week. Oh, this week, yeah. So that should be a fun watch. I wonder if Ric Flair fucking called Onita and cursed him out too. <laughs> See, he Ric Flair put a statement out against his. Yeah, attorney. I know. Oops. Mm. All right, I think that's uh that's all I got, boys. I got no more news. I got no more notes. Um, I think we had a hell of a show. I want to thank our guest tonight. Davian, uh, the chaotic wrestling champion. Um, check us out. Check out our Patreon. I hope you enjoyed this. Please share it with your friends at Wizards Podcast on all forms of social media. We'll be back next Monday night. We got Alex Hammerstone. Uh, returning to the show, the Mr. Newcastle himself, double uh, champion Alex Hammerstone. We'll see. And I think we have an, we might have another guest earlier in the night, but I'm still waiting on confirmation for that. So it'll be a, a humdinger of an episode next week. Uh, tell your friends. I got nothing else to say. You guys got anything you want to leave these wonderful folks with? Yes. Nope. I once knew a girl from up on the hill. She won't, but her sister will. 
It's a very famous uh, line from Captain Lou from uh, Mad Dog Vachon's wedding. Oh, and we were there. You were there, probably, right, Tony? Of course, I was. That's right. All right, I'm well, old. I'm out. I'm old enough. Where's... Yes, I am out too. Good night, Gracie. Uh, <laughs> worst. We'll see you guys next Monday night. Have a great week. See you.